0: now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello
2: and welcome to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios and coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on YouTube and Facebook Live. Make sure you're subscribed to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. We're dropping new videos daily, weekly. Uh, Coming up tomorrow, we'll have Mike Houston's full press conference. And we've got the coordinators on Wednesday. We'll throw up some Pirate Radio trivia, some other goodies. So something always going on on the YouTube page at Pirate Radio TV, including this show live where you can chime in there. You can also uh, chime in on Facebook Live and be a part of today's show. So check that out uh, today, as I believe we are on Facebook Live. Are we on Facebook Live channel? Yes. All right. Thank you, Ellerby, who is to my left. Jonathan, how you doing today?
3: Doing great, Clip. Victory Monday for the Braves. For the Braves. <laughs>
2: it is playoff baseball season uh, my next guest on the show, uh, coming up a little later, Brian Bailey, uh, is a little bit cocky. He uh, He's riding high with his Cowboys right now and was just tri- poking the bear. And all I wanted to talk about was postseason baseball, which is way more important than some regular Week 7 football game
3: yes i mean who cares about football the nfl i mean nobody watches the nfl nobody (laughs) zero (laughs) people are watching the nfl did you watch games yesterday no of course not no i mean i was just pre-gaming for the
4: braves
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh we'll talk to mr cowboy brian bailey uh we'll talk some braves on this show shirley's red sox about two grannies uh first inning grand slam second inning grand slam on saturday that was awesome so great sports weekend uh, but no Pirates this weekend, so we uh, had time to focus on other things. Uh, Shirley Rhodes here, Chandler Honeycutt here, the big dog, Glenn Griffin is here. And coming up later on in our show, what did the Pirate players do during the bye week? Well, we'll ask him. We'll talk to Tyler Sneed, Rajay Harris, and DJ Ford coming up at 4 o'clock. A little after that, we'll hear from Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith. At 5 o'clock, Holt Naylor's. At 5.30, CJ Johnson. We'll talk about the bye week. We'll also look ahead at old Dana Hogerson and the Houston Cougars. Will this be our first matchup against Dana Hogerson since he's been the head coach? I believe so. Is I this year so. three for him? Yeah, we haven't seen the Cougars on the schedule in a while, and they are good. And if you have not watched them, I watched their first game week one against Texas Tech. That was in Jerry World, right? Yeah, and, and kind of wrote them off. Like, well, okay, they're, they're not going to be much this year. Well, they haven't lost since, and... Their bread and butter is defense. They're allowing 16 points a game, just over 100 yards rushing a game, and a passing total per game in the the 150. So Dana Holgerson, you think, wide open offense and a lot of points. And, yeah, they can do that. But uh, they're, they're winning on the defensive side of the ball this year, which uh, will be a concern for Donnie Kirkpatrick and
3: that Pirate O. Yeah, I looked at their schedule, though, but the only really tough team they played is Texas Tech. Who I don't believe is I mean, that great this year, anyway. I want to say they beat Grambling, Rice.
2: Oh, Doug Williams went to Grambling. Show some respect.
3: Tulane. Um, I'm trying to have they beat a team with a winning record. I mean, I know they, they beat Navy, who does
2: not have a winning record. Tulsa. What are they? Maybe around five hundred. They definitely don't have a winning record. Tulane, uh, Grambling. So okay.
3: I mean, I'm just I looked at their resume before the show, and I was like, you know, they're five and one, won five in a row. Look, and you can only play the schedule that you know is booked and uh that's good but uh, i can't say and they're actually the rest of their schedule they do get smu which will be which is a ranked team and it's going to be a week game. after look yeah. ahead maybe it is a look ahead i mean so i'm i'm not pooing the 14 point spread or that houston's not a good football team but i'm also saying I if they're receiving that, votes that, they're they're out. not uh they're not this like juggernaut yeah they, they haven't like played anybody of great statue other than texas tech and stature stature sorry uh all right you know what lrb i like that did i convince you yeah that that, that, that their defense I like it's
2: is a winnable game anyway but you're right looking at it i mean they'd be rice grambling tulane tulsa navy not a murderer's row
3: yeah i mean it'd be like playing the uh washington football team the giants and maybe the jaguars See, I mean, that's the kind of stuff
2: Bailey was doing earlier. Why are we doing that? What, what's the point of that? Sorry, I just I thought it might
3: <laughs> or the Bears. <laughs> All right, thank you.
2: That's better. Uh, Houston is receiving 11 votes in the coaches' poll. They are receiving two votes in the AP poll. So,
3: and do the, have we come to realize that the polls really don't mean that much this year? How many ranked teams have, nah, have lost would every it, week?
2: It would if it was East Carolina. We would talk about it. Yeah, they absolutely. Put it out everywhere. So, you know, my point is I hope they're looking ahead to top 25 SMU and saying we're great because we haven't lost since the beginning of September and that's our showdown next week and we're just going to roll over ECU because they're in the same category as Rice and Tulane and Tulsa, yada, yada.
3: Yeah, the Pirates have to come out hot and uh, the, the, the field goals that they got at UCF need to be touchdowns and maybe they can put Houston on their heels and uh can maybe pull the upset this weekend
2: man it'd be awesome to see the line started at 14 i'm seeing it now at 13 so Ooh. is that a big drop no
3: but you you made it sound like it was
2: it's a point drop
3: is that big from 14 to 13 is that is in that,
2: a matter of uh less than 24 hours would that
3: change who you were betting on
2: no no, no. i mean i, I think when i'm taking the, the pirates
3: plus the points you are yeah did you take i heard you and wager talking last week did you take old miss or tennessee
2: i said i was going to take old miss and i did take old it didn't scare you sometimes he was
3: trying to scare you into tennessee
2: look sometimes the big fat sucker plays are winners old miss and dallas said i was gonna take both of those even though they both look very fishy
3: and both were winners yes so they turned out to not be fishy
2: uh so there you go all right so we got uh yeah 13 point spread or we'll be with you saturday at noon on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, uh, taking you up to the four o'clock kickoff. Where we're back with the after the
3: game on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Collin Show. LRB, uh, what'd you do during your bye week? During the bye week, uh, just some relaxing. My son's actual birthday was on Saturday, so I have a teenager in the house now. He was thirteen, so that's uh, nuts. It is crazy to say. It is bizarro to say. I'll in a, join in you a w- next year. In a way, next year. Is uh, I thought Lily's birthday was coming up.
2: Well, I mean, it's in February. Oh, okay. Technically next year. I was
3: thinking more November, but that's your birthday. That it is. Clip Rock's birthday. So that's uh, kind of bizarro. But uh, So we just kind of we watched some sports. Um, I didn't watch a game start to finish, but I watched at games. And uh, I didn't get a chance to see any of the Braves finishes, but I saw the highlights of it. So a lot of good stuff going on in the in the world of sports. I mean, Georgia seems to be as good of as a football team as there is in college football.
2: I was looking up the... Um numbers for Houston and their totals uh, that they've allowed on defense this year and they're giving up 16 points a game. One team stands alone, Ellerbee, uh, when it comes to points per game. Georgia is giving up
3: 6.6 points per game. I
2: mean that is, and you want to look at schedules. They've
3: played real opponents, and that counts. I mean the in the Clemson game, it was a pick six, or or what? Didn't they give up a defensive? I mean they've given up a couple of the points per game, or is that just well, that off? was a
2: ten to three game? Georgia oh, scored
3: was, a pick six. Uh, okay, that. but but yeah. one of the maybe some of the other games, maybe they've given up. a It
2: does count if your offense gives up a ch- defensive touchdown.
3: So, yeah, I mean Georgia has got some. Uh, I mean Kirby Smart, he was this close to beating Nick Saban in Alabama. For that national title when uh was it tua came in and and dropped the bomb for the touchdown so may, maybe this is their year to, to step it up but certainly the the how about i watched the end of the iowa game they were they just get dominated at home That yeah was, they that's were, big ten football is that were they a fraud
2: well yeah because they couldn't score they had been we talked about it a lot with jeff and they do throughout the the weeks that they're they scored on defense like they would get a pick six every week and just grind you down defensively they have a they're giving up 14 points a game on defense so they just had no offense and i don't know if produced that good but all those big 10 teams now like michigan um and penn state and all those teams ohio state. they're gonna have to play each other and now ohio state It could be in the driver's seat to go back to the college football playoff, even though they've lost this year.
3: The big story is Cincinnati. Yeah. They've moved up to number two, a place (laughs) where no one has gone before. And uh, I think it'll be very interesting if they have like a 35-31 win down the stretch here as games get tighter later in the month of October. And, of course, November games always get tighter. And uh, I'm just hoping East Carolina – is sitting at at least six wins by the time that Friday game comes around. Because I, I think that is a game that, I mean, so much national attention is going to be on that game. And uh, the Pirates could really, if they're, you know, putting together a, maybe they've won seven games by then, but maybe they could uh, really do something special against Cincinnati, although they, they look really tough.
2: Yeah, and Cincinnati, it's just because they're number two right now in the AP poll, they need they still need help. Because Oklahoma, we kind of wrote them off because they were winning those close games and saying, well, how good is Oklahoma? Well, they're undefeated. So if they keep winning, they're going to be in. But so
3: is Oklahoma State. That's going to be an interesting uh, bedlam showdown later this year.
2: Well, I, and Cincinnati needs one of
3: them to lose to somebody else. Cincinnati needs Notre Dame to keep winning, too. Because yeah, that, that would help. That, 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 that'll help them along the way.
2: But the so the Oklahoma State Oklahoma winner if they're both undefeated uh, the the winner of that and if they that team wins the Big Twelve will be uh, in uh, the in the fourth yeah
3: undefeated Big Twelve team is in
2: Alabama all they have to do I say all they have to do they have to run the table and beat Georgia and then both of those teams yes, are in
3: correct which they should be
2: and then Ohio State and they play Michigan later. My point is, Cincinnati's going to see their ranking dwindle and dwindle as these big teams play important games. And they still need help. They still need some
3: losses out there. If Cincinnati goes undefeated and is at number two right now, mid to late October. And doesn't get in the college football playoff, then then they, they just need to they need to come up with a new system because there's, well, there's they no, might do that. Yeah, I mean, there's just no. I mean, of course, the new system for Cincinnati is going to be to go to the Big Twelve.
2: But you just said Oklahoma and Alabama deserve to be there if they
3: do. Well, all. I said no. I said Alabama and Georgia deserve to be there if that scenario <laughs> plays out because I think they are the two best. There, I mean, it's just like a at this point, it's just like watching ice skating. It's
2: well, like, why is Cincinnati should they be in instead of a undefeated Oklahoma? Or an undefeated Michigan.
3: I mean, the point is we need more teams to be allowed in, right? But it just depends on how many. Uh, and and the big question is, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, who, who do you who, do you think all those teams will finish undefeated?
2: No, but it's a possibility. Thank you, Troy. I mean, I, I actually know what I'm saying here, yes. though. I know the schedules. I know who's playing who. Uh, it's very possible one lost one loss, Ohio State or undefeated Cincinnati. Who goes in? After Ohio State beats Michigan and then somebody else in the Big Ten championship,
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what makes it. That's what makes it. So Usually, I hate
2: this discussion, but now that Cincinnati's in it, I kind of like it because there's so many scenarios, and I, I'd love to see Cincinnati in there. Even though, um, run me off Cincinnati's schedule. We know the last game of the regular they season. Don't, they They got nothing. They they got
3: nothing. <laughs> they got, They're
2: like <laughs> Joe in the Hardy's thick burger contest. Uh, at Navy, at Tulane versus Tulsa, at USF versus SMU, and then at East Carolina. So
3: the SMU really is their, their next game. And that's SMU. at
2: home, and they're going to be a double-digit favorite in that game. So they're going to have to keep steamrolling people. And um, and how about this? Celebrity? I can't remember who. We, it might have been uh, North we were talking about with. Undefeated Wake Forest. Or undefeated Cincinnati. Let's say all these teams trip up and fall. And right there, the last team in is going to be undefeated Cincinnati or undefeated Wake Forest from the Power 5 ACC. Who gets in?
3: Uh, I'll tell you what will happen is the SEC will somehow make those teams have COVID and they won't be eligible to play football in the postseason. So they'll just get so dri- they'll dri- throw in Kentucky or Florida or something. Yeah, yeah I don't know. That's I mean, w- no one is talking about Wake Forest. They're silently just, six and oh, just going undefeated and uh, you know, doing the unthinkable, but they still have uh, they, their back half of the schedule
2: includes. North Carolina, NC State, Clemson, BC. If they run through all of them, I mean, they definitely deserve to be in the discussion.
3: They have the Wolfpack this week?
2: Uh, Is that what you just said? No, I think they have Duke next. Well, that should be, that should be, I mean. Yeah. And then at Carolina uh, versus State at Clemson at BC. uh, How about
3: that? Duke, UNC, and NC State, the back to back to back.
2: Yeah. And then a showdown with the, uh, I say showdown, Mm -hmm. with the Clemson Tigers. I haven't looked to see who the, um, wonder if there's odds on. Do you think Clemson's still the ACC favorite, or is it somebody else? I at would this think point? so. I uh, can't pull it up now, but.
3: How about uh, the coaching carousel? Starting uh, to get a little. Sissy blue shirt.
2: Uh, Edward Geron, out.
3: I mean, had a great run. Gonna take $400,000 a month till 2025 and uh, go do my thing. It go might, Tigers.
2: Might take your wife on the way out. Hey, If look, you're not careful.
3: I mean, he suddenly turned, went from ed to hugh hefner you're, wa-
2: you're wearing purple lrb yeah. uh is coach Ellerby choosing usc or lsu
3: oh if i had to pick you got
2: offered by both today
3: oh i'd take lsu i think lsu they, i mean they, they've proven that you can win a national title i mean the way the sec is i mean i just don't i don't know enough about the west coast obviously or, or usc and i think can, can you get is there? No, I mean, it,
2: it certainly seems like
3: the path is
2: easier if you're in the Pac-12, right? I mean, you don't have to play Bama every year, Auburn every year.
3: It does, but seen. but what happened? Like, I mean, Pete Carroll got in a ridiculous amount of talent to come all to USC. At they that had an
2: NFL team. Yeah. They,
3: they did. I mean, they had a, a lineup that you remember that all those guys played on Sundays. But what happened to that? You know, like they haven't been able to. Whenever they, I forget whoever the last quarterback was, and I don't know, it might have been liner was he the yeah. last one really as the that made like them Carson successful? Palmer and Liner. yeah I mean but it was like you know had Bush and uh what, what was the other running back that was really good Lyndell White Lyndell White yeah I mean all these guys ended up you know we're just we're just studs and then it just you know then Pete Carroll bolted maybe he saw the is is there something going on where you can't get the talent or it's just getting too divided up but uh
2: well they had some stuff going on too right yeah the Reggie Bush stuff
3: all that they were doing they it. were doing they were one of the you know early edge of NIL deals, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Who were the uh the coaches?
2: That well, they Since. had Kiffin. Did they have Sarkeesian? Yeah, oh yeah. And then Ed Orgeron was an interim. He was an interim. I um, think he was an interim for after And then Clay Helton just got fired this year. He was right. there for a while. He was on the hot seat like every year, you would hear his name on the hot seat. Yeah, now now they're saying like
3: Dan Mullen's on the hot seat at Florida.
2: Yeah, it wasn't a good loss to uh I guess Kentucky or I mean it just shows you what the expectation.
3: But think about, about LSU. School. How much money did they pay Les Miles to go away who won a national title? And then how much money are they paying <laughs> Ed to go away who just yeah. won a national title? Ed Ordron, I believe, is the third highest paid coach. He's in making the like nine million dollars a year. Yeah. That's why I mean he's gonna make four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month. To like 2025. That's good living right there. And yeah. not have the stress of really football. And I can't imagine he would... Be coach anymore because this was like his dream job. I mean, he's not going to be get a head coaching gig anymore.
2: He's a great character. To, I don't know if you could put him on TV though because
3: you can't understand him. In, in Louisiana local TV, they'd love it. <laughs> It'd be like you know how like ESPN does the Manning Channel. You could do like an Ed Channel for the LSU game. <laughs> Go Tigers! <laughs> like what would he say? <laughs>
2: oh man, the season started off so uh so hype, sissy blue shirt, and ends this way. Yes, what a shame. We're gonna miss him. Yeah, we are. Uh, Ellerby, did you see the fans throwing stuff on the field in Knoxville? That was crazy, but not really surprising. <laughs> By the way, uh, Pirate fans, if you get angry, just boo, don't throw things on the I field. I don't
3: get the, like in today's camera age, like they were showing Lane Kiffin walking off the field. I saw one of them. And there's like three or four guys walking right behind him with cell phones, holding it up the whole time. And they're just pointing at the crowd. So you know if you throw something, they're going to get it on film. But not yeah. that
2: anybody... They either don't
3: care or... I don't know. How about the guy that brought the golf ball in, though?
2: That's yeah, a you got a golf ball, a bottle of mustard. Somebody threw something at Lane, a bottle, and he caught it on the way out. While wow, the security is ducking. Right. What's the point of security? Lane Kevin's walking straight, catches the bottle. Those other big dudes in their gear... And,
3: uh, you know, the police outfits are, like, ducking for cover. The surprising thing— Step I, up, security. The, su- talking of security, the surprising thing I had is, how did they let fans stay around the tunnel? Like, why didn't they clear that section out? Like, why Why wasn't—you no, know, yeah. like, I mean, hey, like, we're going to, like, get away, back up. I mean, th- there should have been no—there was a perfect you of fans— five or six deep hanging around the tunnel where Lane Kiffin was going to exit the stadium after what had already happened. Why was that? Why was that? How was that even possible? Yeah, that was that you want to talk about the security guards wouldn't had to duck water bottles, at least from those folks who had come up from higher. But uh, what if Lane Kiffin would have been hit in the head with that golf ball? I mean, that could, I mean, that would have hurt really, really bad and done some damage to him.
2: He had, of course, in Lane Kiffin fashion was pulling out the, uh, it wasn't that long it was like 45 minutes after the game had ended he had already tweeted george costanza right. with the golf ball is that a titleist uh, from the seinfeld episode um the sea was angry that day my friend so uh, he had a bunch of tweets and stuff out there he really is we were talking about it when he did the uh get your popcorn and threw down the headset yeah, yeah. and Yeah. He really is like he don't care. And I guess there is something to be said about that. What if he goes to LSU? He is what he is. He is the betting favorite right now, apparently. I saw an article today. To go to LSU. Why not? He's gonna have at least seven more jobs before he retires. He, he loves to go somewhere else or be told to go somewhere else.
3: So And I also hear the uh is it the Panthers offensive coordinator that let him to led him to the you'll have to talk to um Well Tony's probably ready to fire him. Yeah. So The way I figured, I was talking with somebody earlier today about Panther football. The Panthers are good. They're going to score 17 points a game. And more than likely they're going to give up over 20, so they're going to lose. But if not, if they win, they win like games like 17-9. to nine, and It's just boring football to watch. Uh, sounds about right. Chandler, anything that, to add? Does that sum up Panther football for the last 15 years? I
2: saw a lot of comments yesterday that said if we had any type of competent offense, um, we would be a really good team.
5: Well, that the year we went to the super bowl that wasn't boring which one that was uh 2015 cam jeered where cam was throwing cam was for mvp cam was running all over the yard throwing all over the yard one year
3: yeah I, the, uh, the, that's the, it the the second time the panthers lost the super bowl
5: that's it i mean and then the, I the think first the 2004 time 2004 season when we played the patriots i think that was the cardiac that was the the
3: cardiac cats. the birth of the cardiac cats that so. was a fun offensive team to watch then uh well, I mean, Delone Bad, Smith, uh, Muhammad, Lucene, Deshaun Foster. Davis as the running back. Steven Davis. Yeah. I mean they 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 were a they were a legit fun team to watch, but they're just Panther football, man.
5: Yeah, it's getting it's going downhill and it's going downhill quick.
2: Well, I tell you what is exciting, and that's what the Braves are doing right now. Atlanta, the big underdog in the series against the Dodgers, Saturday night. Uh, they get down, they come back, and then in the bottom of the ninth inning after a base-running blunder by Chris Taylor, they walk it off in the ninth. Austin Riley had already homered. Ozzie Albies on, and Riley to the plate.
6: 2-2 two, two game, bottom of the ninth. Riley line drop oh!
2: That's how game one ended on Saturday night. Sunday night, Braves down 2-0 in about three minutes. It was a walk and a two-run homer by Corey Seager. Actually, no, it was a uh, a bloop single over the head of Dansby Swanson. And then Seager takes it out. It looks like, uh-oh, this one might get away. Jock Peterson hit one nearly over the chop house. The Dodgers, though, do score uh, two more runs, and the Braves come back, and then in the ninth... Uh, It is Eddie Rosario, who already had three hits on the night, and then he got his fourth. Against Kenley
7: Jansen.
6: And first ball swinging. Oh! Oh. And it gets through! And here comes the winning run! Swanson scores! And the Braves win again in their final at-bat!
3: Man. You know what the sweetest call will be is when Clip Carey calls a Game 4 sweep in the bottom of the sweep. ninth. What what would that sound like?
2: Here's the payoff pitch. Swung on, fly ball in the center. It's going to be tracked down by Peterson and Wright in the Braves' win, and they have swept the Los Angeles Dodgers. Your Atlanta Braves are headed back to the World Series coming up Game 1, 8 o'clock. Thursday night after an all-new Mama's Family. (laughs) 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 I don't believe it.
3: Yeah, I think if the Braves go to the World Series, TBS has got to show and they got to bring back Mama's Family.
2: If the Braves have a World Series game and we can do a watch along, I'll do the whole game as
8: clip carry <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh, I'm already tired. It's only the third
8: inning. <laughs> game got... game two of the Red Sox uh, Astros series is tonight. But I was talking I was talking to Clip uh, what was Friday afternoon? I said, Wouldn't it be cool if we had a Red Sox Braves World Series?
3: Oh man, would there be some wagering going on?
8: I, I think there would have to be at least a, a watch-along somewhere in there.
3: There would have to that be. That would be fun. Yeah. I think that would, would be fun.
1: We
2: would definitely have to do that. Yeah. I, I don't – man, it's so it's so much fun to have your team in it. But I still uh, – I guess maybe it's just the Braves, but it would probably be this way with Washington too. But, like, I don't know. I feel like a kid again watching these games and, like, getting anxiety and excited. and It's fun to feel that way. That's awesome. Got to love sports. I do.
8: I mean, I got a little anxious uh, – watching the game last night i watched it all the way up until seager hit the home run and i thought i think that was what in the seventh inning or well, seager hit
2: one in the in the first inning
8: yeah but who was the one that hit the uh that tied uh, took the two-run lead
2: mm. oh yeah that was on a uh hit in the center field oh
8: hit the center field okay yeah. i thought it was the home where run. the guy missed yeah yeah, yeah 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 that's right uh because they had just made a a defensive switch in yep. the outfield and that's why um, but anyway, so as when they went up by two, I was like, "Man, I'm going to bed. This game's over." And I went to bed, and I woke up a couple hours later and checked the phone, and I said, "You got to be kidding me!" They walked I, it I mean, off again. I was again. shocked.
2: Uh, two two run deficits. They came back from against the best arms in baseball, mm-hmm. and the Dodgers brought in Urias, one of their starters, who's going to be starting on Wednesday to face the lefties, and he got hit, and now. I guess
3: he's still going to start, but a lot of people questioning Dave Roberts after that game. Yeah, I was telling my son I I don't like the Dodgers. I never have. I was like, why? It's like, because it goes back when I was a kid. They were in the same division with the Braves. They were in the West. He was like, like, what? What in the world was that all about? I was like, there's just less teams, and it was crazy. The Braves' rivals were the Dodgers and uh, Padres, Giants. And the Astros. Yeah, And
8: Scherzer started last night, correct? Yeah. Uh, and they hey, and Roberts John, took him out early. He only had 79 pitches. Yeah,
2: after the game, and Scherzer, by the way, is just a complete psychopath when he pitches. I don't know if you've seen him, like, yeah, cussing at himself and, like, just screaming like a so madman. Is he like Matt Al Herbowski?
8: Well, have you ever noticed he's got two different color eyes?
2: He does. He is like a... And
8: so he looks like a madman. He's
2: an absolute lunatic. So I was like, man, when they take him out, he's going to go nuts. But after the game, he, he said... He was gassed and admitted that the reliever they brought in would have a better chance of getting the Braves out than he would. So wow. it was kind of shocking. Okay. But Jock Peterson, Jock uh who's wearing the pearls, LRB. Hunter needs some pearls. Clutch those mm. pearls.
8: Clutching them pearls.
2: Hit one. Uh, I read it was the furthest home run hit in the 2021 season. It was a bomb. And it was
3: awesome. So it's officially Cliptober at your Cliptober.
2: house. Tober, And uh, somehow I managed not to wake Judy and Lily up both nights. Wow. I kind of did some internal screaming, a lot of kind of. Yeah,
8: just, well, when I saw the walk off, when I saw that they walked it off last night, when I got up, my first thought was, okay, it's it's late, which means Clip would not be able to scream and holler like he wants to. So my second thought was, well, I wonder if he like ran out of the front door and just like ran around in the yard real quick just to get it out of his system before he came of back in.
2: Energy after that game last night, it was awesome. So. Reman. Uh
3: great stuff. LRV, uh, anything else? Good luck this weekend. Tibet getting back to the grind. Six yeah. more games to go.
2: Yep, yeah, we're ready to go. Uh we got a quick turnaround. It'll be a Thursday night or coming up next yes. week for the Pirates. A blackout at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. Night at the boneyard. Uh, ECU put out a really cool video I saw last that. week. Yeah. So uh everybody wear your black for that next home game. But first up, it is Houston. Taking on Mike Houston and ECU at TD ECU Stadium. A lot of Houston and A lot ECU. of ECU? Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ellery. Enjoyed it. Look forward to hearing the players we'll Take on. We'll take a time out when we return before we get to the Players' Lounge today. Double B, Brian Bailey joins me, the cocky Brian Bailey. After his Cowboys beat the Patriots yesterday in overtime, they've almost like mathematically locked up the NFC East. They already have practically, but... Not officially yet, so he's feeling good. He's high on the hog right now. Talk about that. We'll talk Pirates. We'll talk some baseball. We'll talk about it all with Double B, Brian Bailey. After these words and after Mama's Family.
0: you're listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear now back to the show
8: welcome back carolina caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere uh, at Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, located, owned, uh, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clipper. All
2: right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Hope you enjoyed the ECU bye week. A lot going on. Braves up two nothing in the NLCS coming up tonight. The Red Sox, boy, Fenway is going to be a madhouse. One to one that series with the Houston Astros. So game three on the way tonight coming up Tuesday. Here's the schedule. Don't like this. Don't like this at all. It'll be Braves and Dodgers game three. During this program, five oh eight start time
8: tomorrow night or tomorrow uh, afternoon. Yeah. Oh.
2: Astros Red Sox will be at eight o'clock, and then Wednesday they flip flop. It'll be Astros and uh, Red Sox at five o'clock, and the Braves and Dodgers at eight o'clock.
8: On, on what day? Wednesday. <laughs> yes. Oh man.
2: So Tuesday, Braves on during Pirate Radio Live. Wednesday astros on uh red sox so
8: basically the last hour of the show neither one of us is going to get anything done
2: (laughs) yeah um i'm going to need you to take over on tuesday and chandler and i will handle wednesday yeah okay that's fine
8: yeah i'm
5: good if necessary you might be watching braves baseball on saturday
8: (sighs) yeah
2: the
5: bud Light pregame tailgate
2: um actually during the ecu game saturday at five o'clock oof that sucks uh, but not if they sweep them, not if they win Tuesday and they sweep them while we're at AJ's Wednesday night during sports trivia, watching that and clip is not going to be any good if that happens. The Charlotte Hornets, uh, start Wednesday their season night, baby. Wednesday night. Seven o'clock. Carolina hurricanes are two and zero. Oh. everything is happening right now. Brian Bailey.
5: He's going to change the subject really quick. Right?
2: I mean, you've got basketball, baseball, hockey, and really that's it, right? Hey, NFL football. We're ready to go. Well, I guess some people are still watching that crap.
6: Just give me one how about them. Give me one how about them.
2: I would never do that. I did have them yesterday, minus three. So, I I was watching in disgust, and... uh, How about them Cowboys? The boys are uh, running away with that crappy division uh, in the NFC East. But, even if the... Look, the Cowboys are good, Bailey. I'm not going to pretend they're not good. Uh, I'll, I'll never you know like them uh with any bone in my body but they're they're a good football team this year i'll give you some credit too uh at, well you predict them to be good every year but you did think the defense would uh make a turnaround this year and and that's led to a lot of the uh the winning this year yeah
6: and i i, I don't even think i expected it to be as this big of a turnaround <laughs> yeah. I thought it would be a turnaround where you know, instead of the 32nd ranked defense, you've got the you know 20th ranked. You, you know, you're staying in the games, but I think they've got a defense right now that, that can win you a game or two if it has to. I mean, they they got some guys out still that are going to come back, and so I'm I'm encouraged by that. I think Dan Quinn really knows what he's doing.
2: Ba- uh, Bailey, the best team in the NFL might be playing tonight. I mean, when you look at the hierarchy of the NFL right now, where does Buffalo stand in your opinion?
6: they're way up there and Arizona's way up there and that they may be one and two, you know, and then you go from there. I mean, obviously, you know, when you look at, at, at the best teams, I think in the AFC buffalo is, you know, and they've got a crappy division as well I
7: mean,
2: So I know the Cardinals already beat the Rams this year, but if you give me to say which one's better at the end of this thing, I'm still taking uh, the Rams. Really? Yeah. I, I love their offense and, and, I, but it's one of those things where we have to, like, say this, this Cardinals thing is legit. I mean, they're undefeated. They beat a good team yesterday and beat them pretty bad, you know, at their house. So, yeah, i got to give them credit. I, I think I'm just not ready to believe in them fully for whatever reason yet.
6: And that, that's what happens, you know. from time Like, Tampa Bay is good as, you know, when, when Tom Brady went over there, but you know, a lot of people thought, hey, they are really good. I was skeptical, and I thought, you know.
2: They're still Tampa Bay. They're gonna be
6: good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> man, he, he, he proved us all wrong again.
2: Brian Bailey joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. Bailey, uh, let's stick with football. Pirates, a 13-point underdog as they head to T D ECU Stadium to take on Houston coming up this Saturday. And uh the Cougars, if you and and Ellerby changed my my opinion on this game a little bit, uh, when he ran through who they've beaten. And they have beaten some bad teams. you got to give them credit for winning since that loss to Texas Tech. But they have not beat any world beaters. Their defensive numbers are awesome. They've given up 16 points a game. So uh, they, they got some good players over there. But, uh, you know, they're not invincible. They, they can be knocked off.
6: Now, I don't think there's but one invincible team on the schedule. And, and I would be shocked if East Carolina can stay on the field with Cincinnati because I really – I've seen them play a couple of times, and they are just loaded. Uh, but that's later on. And, and, and as we've talked about so many times, if, if Cincinnati comes to town, eats a bunch of turkey, and, you know, doesn't take the Pirates seriously, I think the Pirates can surprise them. But I think it all starts for East Carolina. You know, they've got to find a way to six, and that's the difficult, you know, thing right now. Houston, as a double-digit underdog, Houston will be a very difficult place to go there and win, but it's possible. And then you you, you got the short week, and I hate that you have a short week South Florida coming to town, but South Florida and Temple are two of those games that you know, almost must win to get the
2: thing. Definitely. And uh, we love when we do our gambling segments here. We love to talk about look-ahead spots. Houston's got SMU next week, Bailey. That's the biggest game left on their schedule. So, uh, you know, they got that one circled. It's a you know in-state opponent. It's a top 25 team. Yeah, if you're the Pirates, you're hoping, hey, maybe they're uh, looking ahead a little bit to, to Sonny Dykes and SMU.
6: Yeah, you really are, and and that could that could happen as well. I mean, you know, I, I think teams you know, whether they, you know, coaches certainly don't do it. Coaches show you the film and show you how good a team can be, and they, you know, they go the opposite way. But but guys are just guys, and they, yeah, you know, they see records, they see you know teams, and sometimes they don't take them all that seriously. And there you have it.
2: Brian Bailey joining us. Double B. Uh, we'll stick with football. Uh, what's going on in the? Uh... The high school ranks, how about D.H. Conley getting a nice win and New uh looks like the real deal.
6: Yeah, New came to town and just put the beat down on J.H. Rose and kind of a, a revenge game for Troy and Allen Company because New came to town in the spring and Rose put it to them. But I was really surprised that that game was a blowout like it was. I think Rose is a lot better than they showed in that game. Uh, and Conley, man, when I turned that game on and heard – I think I heard the score, and I thought, well, Conley's hanging in there. It was 21-7 or 21 nothing, and they weren't hanging in there. They were <laughs> three touchdowns. So yeah. I was like, man, you got to be kidding me. And then I listened to the first half. They were up 42-7 at the half. So they went down to Jacksonville and just bumped the Cardinals. The Cardinals played it out in their quarterback. But still, uh, you think a really good team like Jacksonville would have been able to, you know, to put something on the field to compete, and they didn't. Colley is raw they, i think they call it Conley on a night where Conley just really really played well Nick Connor did a great job getting those guys ready and he'll have to do another great job this week
2: and Bailey i know north pitt has been having a great season but uh they got tripped up the other night uh by Perry Owens guys right
6: yeah washington's got a lot of talent and we've talked about that a lot of times this year they've got some they've had some things happen off the field very unfortunate things and they They've tried to rally together, and, and they may be coming together at the right time. I, I heard Perry say in one of the post-game interviews that uh, I think they said they were 6-2, and, and they had two games left, and they plan on being 8-2. And, and he's almost putting 8-2 in the book, so I'm not sure who games you know, win 7-8 hmm. against, but he's already put them down. So.
2: Uh, you can check out Brian Bailey Friday nights on Touchdown Friday. So what do we got, uh, two weeks left in the regular season, Bailey? Yes,
6: two weeks wow. in the regular season, then the playoffs start, and... And it's going to be different this year now. I don't think a lot of people have really thought about it, but you know, normally in football, you know, the North Carolina high school, I like think subdivides everything. So you have eight state champions. Now we're back to four. We only mm. play with two state champs. So, you know, in 4A play, Newbert, you know, will be in the playoffs. I don't know what Cotley's situation. They're probably on the outside looking in still. But uh, the 3A teams from that big kill out 3A, 4A will go in. And then, you know, we'll have a lot of 1As and 2As, but, uh it, it'll, it'll be different this year for the playoffs.
2: Are they uh, keeping the same number of teams in the bracket? Or are they expanding those? Is going to be less teams in this year?
6: I think the last I saw, was it was the same amount of I, I'm not totally sure. I think it's the same amount of teams okay. as far as the bracket. But it's still, they're just condensing everything to where you won't have the 18 champions, you'll just have the four. If we counted the other day, and you have to win six games to win the state title.
2: Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, uh, we're going to hook up with Joe Dooley coming up on the show on Tuesday. We've talked to Cy Seymour and others as we uh, start to look ahead to basketball, which is now just a few weeks away. Do do you know everybody on the roster yet? A lot of new names. Uh, How much uh, have you been following what they've been doing at practice? I
6: I don't know anything about him yet. I told Joe the Illinois, I saw him at the uh, JP2 homecoming. His son, Max, was the homecoming king.
2: All
9: right.
6: You have to ask him about that because you know – you know, Max got, you know, good looks and stuff from his mom, but not from his dad. So, he was there for that. But I talked to Joe on the sideline, and he said, he said, you know, said, you know uh, I really thought we were going to be really good last year, and then COVID hit, and we just never could get everything together. He said, but I really like this team. I like the guys. I like being around them. And, and I, I think, you know, we've got a chance to be okay. So, uh, I hope so. I think, I think this, this, you know, town deserves a basketball team that can – you
2: know, go in there and battle and, and win games, and you know it's it's fun to go to Menzie's when the team wins. Yeah, and uh, we're hoping. Sy uh, Seymour for the 40th straight year says they're going to be good. They're going to be better than they were a year ago, Bailey. So he's yeah. fired up. Sy's
6: yeah. always winning some games now. He's
2: good. He's uh, he's great to talk to. He'll lift your spirits uh, on your team, uh, even if it's the Washington football team. He can somehow make me smile thinking about those guys. So.
6: Yeah, I forget that he's such a big fan.
2: Yep, I see him, great guy. Back. Yeah,
6: and he's another one that'll give you give you the business. So I, I got some words to have with him.
2: Are you? Uh, you're you're always confident in your team. You're borderlining on cocky right now, Bailey. I just want to let you know.
6: No, 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 no. no. I just no, no, no. no. I, I have my my fear, and I told you this today. My fear is that they get to the playoffs, and then it'll be a crucial you know time situation, and because I really like. Kellen Moore and I really like Dan Quinn, offensive and defensive coordinators, but I'm still not sold on Mike McCarthy because we got yesterday right before the half, you know. They were they already blocked one punt and had a, they could force another punt. and they call a timeout on third down. Why not call it on fourth down? Wait and call it and then they have to punt. Like, he
2: didn't he didn't see my reason. Look, yet, so. Dan Quinn has been a successful head coach. Kellen Moore is going to be hired as a head coach pretty soon, it looks like. I think they got enough to where if they could somehow accidentally cut the the headphone cord from uh, McCarthy and get him out of the communications, I think those two might could run it better than he could.
6: Well, you know, most of the heads have bows on the side. Yeah. Uh, Mike McCarthy's has Fisher Price,
2: <laughs> so he's not even connected to start with. Yeah, it doesn't even work. <laughs> oh man all right bb uh, enjoyed the chat brian bailey show coming up if you missed it at noon you can hear it at six o'clock great chat with mike houston as you're able to uh kind of talk about the first half of the season and then look ahead to the second half bailey a lot to play for we're gonna talk to these p- players uh coming up here in a few minutes tyler sneed rajay harris dj ford bruce Bivens, xavier smith Oh, Naylor, C.J. Johnson—they got that bowl game in mind, and for the first time in years, it's a, a realistic goal for this team right now.
5: Hey, it really
6: is. I mean, the whole season's right in front of them, and they've had—they've had some some really good things happen, had some really bad things happen, and that's one of the things I asked Coach Houston about. You know, the fact that that we've had all kinds of emotions. You know, we do the coaching show right after the games, you know, on site, and and it's very—I'm sure—it's very difficult for him when you win, you know, lose a big game and. And you know you had your chances against South Carolina. know you had your chances against Central Florida. Uh, And then we have to win a big game like the Marshall game. So we've we've seen it all so far through six games. I'm looking forward to the second half as well.
2: Brian Bailey joining us. It's like the mid-90s all over again. The Cowboys have a chance to win a Super Bowl. The Braves have a chance to win a World Series, Bailey.
6: It's a great, great country, isn't it?
2: (laughs) Enjoyed it, man. Have a good one. check out the Brian Bailey show if you missed it earlier great chat uh, for the whole hour with Mike Houston you can hear it coming up at 6 o'clock we'll take a time out come back and wrap up hour number one on Pirate Radio Live we got a lot more for you we'll open up the Players Lounge coming up at 4 o'clock back with you after this
0: you're listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show
8: welcome back save lives be a hero and make seven hundred dollars your very first month donating plasma at griffles biomat usa the easiest way to make some extra money start now at biomat usa on 505 south memorial drive make up to seven hundred dollars in a month and save lives now at griffles biomat usa a better donor experience and better pay now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host Cliff Brock.
2: all right back with you on pirate radio live the hurricanes off to a two and O start Uh, Beating some good teams. They beat the Islanders and uh, also knocked off Nashville on the road. So Carolina right now with four points through two games. They do not play again until Thursday. We've got the uh, start of the NBA season coming up on Tuesday night with two games, including uh, Giannis and the Bucks. The defending champions will take on the Nets on TNT at 730. At 10 o'clock, the Warriors at the Lakers. I've uh, seen a lot of clips this preseason of Giannis shooting threes, and if that happens, then it's over. I got a tingle. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna be taking the tingle all over defenses.
4: I want to take a tingle, <laughs> take a tingle. <laughs>
2: uh, if he can hit threes, that I mean, that's scary. Oh my goodness, just thinking about it is scary. Uh, yeah, uh, and he looks pretty smooth doing it. We'll see if it uh transfers over to the regular season but uh charlotte chandler lost their final preseason game by how many points we're not going to talk about it well tell me the number Dude. um let me look it up 60 56, what was it
5: it
8: was like they one had 120 to, to, to hornets 59. had 59 points total i know it I was 59 think, that hornets had
2: so it was 120 59 61 to 50. does that sound right Yes, yes,
8: that's about
2: right. They are favored against the Pacers Wednesday night. You're kidding? No. What? How how much? (laughs) Two. Okay, that's not much. And we're taking the Hornets. That is it. You know what? I am. You know what, Tony Peterson? You know what? Speaking (laughs) of keys
4: to victory this week, a little bit if anything.
2: (laughs) Chandler, answer that one for the Hornets (laughs) on Wednesday night.
4: Hit it one more time, Shirley. Keys to victory this week, a little bit if anything.
5: My answer is I have no keys, so you don't get an answer. He said if there was any. And there's none. If anything. If anything.
2: So there's no There's no, no, no thing. Okay, no keys. All right. Uh, there's local
5: politics, bud.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is Larry. I wonder if Larry, we'll hear from Larry. Uh, if the Pirates win, or excuse me, if the Pirates lose, and um, they don't have a lot of passing yards in the game, I'll predict we'll hear from Larry again on Saturday.
6: There's local politics, bud.
2: Some people call win or lose. Uh, some people only call on wins. Some people only call after oh, losses. Yeah. So you know you've got your
5: fair weathered idiot. Fair weather idiot.
2: <laughs> What's it called the um the breakdown where there's like two circles and there's an intersection in between? What do you call that thing? Oh,
8: the no sign. <laughs> we well, used no, to I talk about I what we really used to do I... in school. Yeah. Yeah. The you, zero. Like the the cross section the... or
2: whatever. Like I don't know what the a pie whole...
8: chart. Kind no like,
2: because it's two circles and- I, the the similar ones go in the middle Kyle. correct how they they intersect what is that meet. called somebody help me out we're a bunch of morons here uh in the studio but anyway
8: uh there are two circles that intersect oh two two i, I got bunch- I- cheeks <laughs> two little butt cheeks I mean, it's two little butt cheeks
2: just, yeah um no i know where they all meet <laughs> and i want to know what that thing's called the,
7: can you be quiet, please? yeah all right thank you
2: uh that's a way to wrap an hour up
8: yeah on two little butt cheeks
2: yeah that's a great way to uh to close out hour one we got a big hour two as we'll hear from Tyler Sneed, Rajay Harris, and DJ Ford coming up next. After that, Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith will run down. And have our teams ever combined been lower than they are right now? I don't know. Panthers have lost three in a row. Shirley's team lost to the worst team in the NFL. How
8: you lose to Urban Meyer?
2: My team How? has Jackson Mahomes practically dancing on Sean Taylor's grave. While the Chiefs beat the Washington. So that was a mess. <laughs> Everything they do is a mess. We talked
5: about it last week. That There was a... Venn diagram? Venn diagram. That's exactly what it is. I didn't even see a comment. I would have just said yes,
8: that? but also in blue. Venn diagram.
5: <laughs> but we knew that that was going to be a disaster because it was
2: on such a short notice. Just a few days from kickoff. All right, enough. We'll get to our end. The Panthers are bad, too. Okay, good. We'll talk about that a lot coming up next hour. Uh, Johnny says, wasn't Larry from Texas? He might be at the game. You're right, Johnny. I wonder if there's local politics on the Houston side of things. What if he's just in the stands going, it's local politics, bud? (laughs) There's local politics, bud. (laughs) He's going to go like talk to uh morgan ayler He would never talk to morgan ayler's in person during a Berkeley,
5: the game yeah, a Berkeley, a Berkeley.
9: we're playing a team
2: that's pretty with much the how same,
8: he would sound if he went up to morgan yeah Berkeley, we're playing
5: yeah. we're playing a team with the same last name as our coach and their stadium is td ECU, so
2: touchdown ecu that's a conspiracy in itself it could be exactly a so rodeo. if we
5: win he's going to call in about that and that it's National politics, bud. National poli- Hey,
2: American politics, bud. Michael There's Resco. local politics, bud. Sheeple, wake up. It's all uh, out there. Do your own research. Take a time out. Come back. Players Lounge it opens up when we return. I can't talk after this.
0: Washington. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities'
8: Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month. Or you can make a one time donation and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock.
2: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. We will get you set for East Carolina and Houston all week long. And of course, Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, four hours of pregame coverage, taking you up to the four o'clock kickoff. So we'll be with you at noon on Saturday watching football, having a good time and you can be a part of the show as well. Technically, the Pirates are playing the first place team in the AAC because Houston is 3 and 0 in conference play. Uh they are 5 and 1 overall. They lost to Texas Tech opening Saturday night and have not lost since. They haven't exactly played the best teams in the world, beating the likes of Grambling and Rice and Tulane and Tulsa and Navy but 5 and 1 is 5 and 1 and uh, they're looking to get to 6 and 1 pirates 3 and 3 on the year 1 and 1 in conference play coming off that disappointing frustrating loss to UCF who by the way uh, got the uh, beatdown from Cincinnati on Saturday Bearcats 2 and 0 in conference play as is SMU Tulsa's 2 and 1 and then Temple is right there with the pirates at 1 and 1 Memphis is 1 and 2 as is UCF Navy's one and three. And then you got two teams uh, at the bottom, Tulane and South Florida, yet to win a conference game. And both of those teams are one and five overall. So that's a look at the standings right now in the uh, AAC. Houston has played six games, the same as Cincinnati. Cincinnati and their standout defense has allowed 82 points this season. Houston's only allowed 97 points. So they've played three conference games. They're 3-0. They've allowed 52 points in those three conference games. So you can do the math there. They have uh, looked really good on the defensive side of the ball. Tyler Sneed and Rajay Harris, a couple of the Pirates who will be seeing that defense firsthand on Saturday. DJ Ford, the one trying to hold down Dana Hogerson's offense on Saturday. Let's hear from those guys right now as they join me earlier today inside the Pirate Radio Players Lounge. All right, back inside the players lounge. Journal Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Got a couple of guys on the offensive side of the ball, Rajay Harris and Tyler Sneed, DJ Ford as well. Gentlemen, welcome back. How are we doing today? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm great. great. I'm great, great. 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 Good to see you all again. And uh let's go over the bye week first. We'll go around the horn. I talked to uh to hold earlier. He he was on my plan, which is watch football all day Saturday and I pretty much did the same on Sunday. So Tyler we'll start with you. Uh, what was your uh, bi-week weekend like?
1: Well, I went home, uh, got to see my family, spent time. They cooked, so uh, that was good. But, yeah, you know, just watch football all day. I feel like we never get to do that, so uh, it was good, like, finally having that opportunity.
2: Home for you is the Triangle area, right? Yes, yeah, sir,
1: Raleigh. Raleigh. So, like an hour and a half.
2: All right. So. Uh, DJ, what would you do your uh, weekend?
10: I took the time to kick my feet up and relax, you know what I'm saying? Uh, eat some good food for sure. And then watch some football all day.
2: So well, y'all t- both mentioned food. So what did you eat that was so good, Tyler? We'll start my, with you.
10: My grandma came.
2: Oh, man. She had
1: she had the fried chicken. And then she had, you know, mashed potatoes, green beans,
10: llama beans, all the good stuff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> nah, I, mean, yeah, I mean, DJ. I mean, it was really similar. I mean, a lot <laughs> of the same stuff. But um, I also did some eating out, too. I went to uh,
2: this one Italian spot. Got some okay. food there. So, good deal. So, yeah. Raji, a lot of... A lot of eating for you? No, not
11: really. <laughs> I had went home, seen the family. You know, we went out to the movies, watched a new Halloween. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Then we went to 100 Trail the same night.
2: Oh, how so. was that? Getting all the scary stuff yeah, in there. All
11: yeah, the was virus, all was crazy. I had virus. took a picture with Michael Myers, man. <laughs> <laughs> I might post it on Twitter one of these days. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead.
2: Home for you is South Carolina, correct? South girl. Carolina, yeah. Good deal. All right, uh, by the way, before I forget, we haven't talked to you in uh, a couple weeks, uh, Rajay. Mm-hmm. Last time you were here... You were wearing a shirt that a lot of people were asking about. Which one? The uh, the band. You were wearing a Slipknot shirt. Oh, yeah.
11: <laughs> and we had,
2: so that's like a metalish ish band from, mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember them from 20 years ago or so. So do you know who that is? I,
11: I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. Where
2: did you get the shirt?
11: Um, we got a, a t-shirt, Um. Uh, we got a T-shirt dude back home. Okay. He sell t-shirts and he got a lot of like a graphic tees and everything. Yeah. So you just like the shirt? Man, I got a couple of them. <laughs> I got like three or four. I do not know no songs, so don't ask me. Okay. <laughs>
0: that's right.
10: how it
2: is sometimes. Yeah, that's how it is. Well, I see like uh yeah. like Russell Westbrook will like walk into an arena with like Led Zeppelin and that's kind of the thing, I guess. Right? <laughs> There's no
10: telling with <laughs> Russ. Yeah, that's yeah, true. He's got wear a like lot dress. of interesting outfits. Yeah, his his fashion sense. Is he ain't like, gone full
2: yeah. Cam Newton yet, but he's yeah. so he's no, getting I there. I seen
11: a
10: wear a dress one.
11: So, like, I don't you one.
2: gotta draw the line somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, well, let's talk music real quick. What uh, do you listen to music before game, and if so, what do you listen to to hype uh, yourself up?
11: Well, my brother raps, so I kind of listen to like a couple songs, just you know, about me before I play. So awesome. that's that's
2: really what I be listening that's to. Cool. That's yeah, personal, yeah. 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 Uh, what are you listening to, Tyler?
1: Just. Some meat meal, little baby. Okay then yeah. <laughs> Okay.
9: I, see, I, see, I gotta man. get
1: hyped up, so.
2: DJ, what's on your playlist? Uh it depends.
10: I have one playlist that I kinda update often. Um, I'll listen to that, but as it gets closer to game time, I have the same playlist I've been listening to since high school. Yeah. You gotta take it back to the roots, you know what I'm saying? Death, you can't forget where you come from. Death, so that put death. me in my mood every time.
2: There's that and uh the routine. So like what else do you guys do on game day that you have to do every game day to feel good, whether it be like putting your cleats on a certain way like, do you have any superstitions on game day any uh,
11: i have i have one i walk the field i've been doing this since like my freshman in high school i walk down i walk back and i pray about um the goalposts just pray for about you know
2: every game team. no matter every where you are Every oh, yeah, game. that's cool
11: and then warm-ups i had um i just point to the sky you know it's just my little ritual what i do
10: every game day Y'all got anything you do yeah. every week? So I make sure I eat the same things at the hotel before. <laughs> oh. So I always eat the same meal, you know what I'm saying? I have the same layout. And then uh, a lot like Rajay, uh, pregame, I go out in the field, and I always got to pray some. Uh, I usually go to the bench, though. I don't go to the end zone. I go to the bench. I just sit down, and I take, you know what I'm saying, like five, ten minutes and just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Tyler? My, I always pray before the game, but... Not really the food, and uh, I don't walk the field or anything. days, just pray before every game. Yeah. and let's
2: go. I just hope uh, DJ they keep bringing that same food, or you bring it yourself. Whatever, well, if it's not there one game, you're gonna be messed yeah. up. Yeah. But, uh, but no, we we keep the pretty uh, pretty much the same lineup. Let's. Uh, meal, so. I understand, guys, and I don't know how much uh, how important last week of practice was for you guys. It's always important, but it sounds like last week was a focus on the younger guys, especially a scrimmage and. So let's talk about, like, the, the guys behind the scenes right now. And, Tyler, who is uh, – anybody stood out on the scout team defense or a younger player or even a younger receiver behind you we haven't seen on the field yet? Let's talk about kind of the future of ECU football real quick. Who, who's somebody that stands out to you?
1: Yeah, no, there's a lot of guys. You know, starting defense, um, probably DP, you know, he's he's good, uh, freshman. Uh, and then you just got guys, David Laney, uh, Ty Moss, you know, those are the guys that mainly guard me, so that's what I'm looking at.
2: Um, Who's they, DP?
1: DP? Um, Darren Perry. Yeah. Okay, Perry,
2: Perry. There we go. Mm-hmm. He's
1: not, he, he's going to be good, though. I think he's he's going to be special. That's my guy. Yeah. And then, uh, just offensive-wise, I mean, we had, like, a scout ball. I thought the offense did good. So, uh, yeah, you know, a lot D-channel. a lot of those guys stepped up. You know, <laughs> Lorenzo, uh, Door, you know, Pop, mm. McKay, those guys were running. And then... You know, Stubby, Ryan Stubblefield, he had a, he had a good showing. And then I, I feel like all the receivers played good. Um, Jari Patterson, you know, Troy Lewis, Tyree, mm-hmm. you know, they, they all stepped up, so...
2: I have I think it was Bruce and Xavier were telling me uh, Walter Simmons has done a good job, uh, scout yeah. team. DJ, how about you from a defensive player standpoint? Anybody on offense that stood out or that you're taking under your wing on defense?
10: Yeah, um, a lot of the same guys that Tyler mentioned. So uh, DP, that's my guy. We do a lot of stuff, uh, pre-practice, post-practice, every day, you know, everybody else heading inside. We stay like five minutes extra. I tell them, you know what I'm saying, you stack those days, five minutes over the next four years, you know what I'm saying, you do the math. That's a lot of time. So um, excited to see him step up, make some plays um, to work on his composure as well. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to do drills, and it's another thing to see live action, scrimmage action, stuff like that. Um, Ty Moss, another one of the guys, David Laney. um, And then some of the offensive guys, um, like the quarterbacks he was talking about, they're usually the guys that give us our looks on scout team. And so it was fun to watch those guys and kind of support them, you know what I'm saying, as they – got into, like, more of a competition setting, you know what I'm saying, to see how they handle the heat. So.
2: Roger, how about when you're battling the defensive practice? I don't know how much contact y'all were allowed, but is anybody popping you? Anybody standing out at all?
11: Um, You know, I appreciate the scout. You know, they give us a look every week. But, um, you know, Cruz Temple, he played linebacker. Um, Eric Doctor actually, has been doing really well. You know, Taylor Jackson, guys like that. Uh, we got a young defensive lineman, Zion. He just got here. Uh, his brother playing the team as well. But, I mean, they've just been balling. They've just been giving us a look all year. You know, um, it's been working so far this year. So, we just appreciate all the scouts,
2: man. Uh, you guys have uh, had a look at Houston. And as far as I understand, a, a little look at South Florida since it's such a quick turnaround. So, you guys are playing a couple games here in, you know, a span of a few days. Uh, when you look at Houston, and this is me watching football for years, I when I see Dana Holgerson Houston, I think offense, their defense is allowing 16 points a game. Uh, they're giving up just over 100 yards rushing and 150 some passing. So they, their defense has been strong this year. Uh, Tyler, when you look at them, what have they been able to do so well defensively so far?
1: I think they just, you know, they don't really make mistakes. Everybody's locked in on the same page, and uh, they execute. So, you know, it's, it's a challenge this week, but uh, we're always excited for it. Uh, we always accept the challenge, but, no, they are a very good good defense, very talented team.
2: Rajay, I saw uh, Stephen Ayo hoist the colors was going through their defense and said ECU, like all weeks, but especially this week, is going to have to establish a running game. I know you mm-hmm. like the sound of that. I love it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> a, a tough defense there. You, I'm sure you're ready for the challenge.
11: Yeah, watching film, you can tell, you know, very disciplined. You know, defense line is is hectic. You know, um, they got good safeties, good linebackers, uh, corners playing physical man-to-man coverage. So, you know, just going to have to, you know, go with the run, go with the pass, and just open that defense up.
2: DJ, uh, how about offensively? Anything stand out? Y- your first look at the Cougars? Um, yes, sir. Uh, they for sure have a lot
10: of speed on the field at the skill position. So um, much like the rest of their team, like they have a great team all around. So we're going to have to make sure we're focused on us doing what we need to do because I believe when we play our brand of ball, you know what I'm saying, play the way that we know how to play, then we can play with the best of them.
2: Uh, you guys have done pretty well on the road this year. You had a neutral side game against App State, but went to Marshall and won. Went to UCF, had a chance to win. So being that you've been in all those games, does that give you confidence no matter who you're taking on on the road?
11: Most definitely, you know. Uh, but, you know, we give, a, we give each other confidence, you know, every day. You know, we play play against each other, practice against each other every day. You know, we're just going there with the right mindset, just knowing that we had a great weekend. We let our, you know, the practices take take on whatever we got to do.
2: Uh, Raja, you weren't here the week after Sneed missed you on that throw. Who's, uh, whose fault was that? We need to point the finger <laughs> uh, at somebody. It, it
1: was mine.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was nah,
11: a I still, still should have caught that. <laughs> it know? was a bad ball. I though. had told him I, I still should have caught it. I think I
1: told you, like, after the play, I was I still could have caught, <laughs> well, Two after, great I right caught here. it. I yeah, thought he caught it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I thought he caught it. I didn't see.
11: So I, I think like, I got a little pass in the fans. Yeah. I'm not going to say too much, but I just, you know, it is what it is.
2: You do it. you uh, do you feel for holding another quarterback? It seems like you get popped every time you throw a ball, Tyler. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: And you it's, know, always, it's always on a rollout. I see him, and then I, I'll throw it, and then I don't know what happens after that. I, just li- I listen to the crowd and stuff. So you feel uh, like they're just looking for you? So you yeah. He never gets a clean pocket. Never, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's... It's tough. I definitely feel for Holton now that I've <laughs>
2: taken some of those. You guys are uh, very creative on those. Uh, how many uh, you know new wrinkles do you add? I don't don't be specific and give away anything, but is that uh, something you're coming up with every week like a new wrinkle?
1: Yeah, no, every week, you know, based off what they do, you kind of just put new wrinkles in add some new plays and uh they've done a good job just adding those and just tweaking them a little bit, uh just trying to make something happen. So
2: Rajay, year two of the program, uh, still listed as a freshman, but uh, were you a film guy? Did you have access to that in high school, or is that something you kind of jumped into now that you're at ECU? And And, and how much uh, of the cerebral, you know, mental part of the game are you, you getting into your second year here?
11: Uh, well, I always had access. Uh, my ninth grade year, I don't really think I was watching that much of film. But my dad, uh, he also played running back, so he pulled me to the side and just told me that I need to know my appointment. You know, like the first name, last name, and mom's name, you know, just stuff like that. So, you know, I had a chance in high school to to get on that fast. So when I came to college, it wasn't really nothing new, you know, besides the size of the players or this or that. So I was pretty good when I came to college with the film. I was pretty good.
2: And DJ, as much football and as long as you've been around, I got to imagine it's like second nature to you right now, watching film and like (laughs) Rajay said, knowing everything uh, about your opponent.
10: Yes, sir. But unlike Rajay, uh, it was a skill that I had to learn once I got to college. So... In high school, I relied a lot off raw athleticism and things like that, just kind of see ball, get ball, you know what I'm saying? Um, But once I got to college, I quickly realized that you need to find an edge, and that was one place that I was able to find my, being able to study up and learn things about my opponent and uh, being able to anticipate certain things from certain formations and alignments and different splits and certain motions and things like that. So that's one way that I for sure was able to elevate my game.
2: Guys, last week uh, we we left it out to the the listeners and the uh, the viewers to grade the offense, defense, special teams. So it'd only be fair to to ask you guys. Uh, so Rajay will start with you. Six <coughs> games up, six games to go. Uh, how do you? Well, you know, how do you grade out Rajay Harris in twenty twenty one so far?
11: Um, so far, um, I don't know, man. Uh, it's it's kind of hard right now, just the first six games, you know, but um. You know, I ain't been doing so bad. You know, the next six games, I was telling everybody yesterday that it's going to be the best six games ever. So, uh, you know, it's not it's not bad, but it's not good. But, you know, uh, getting better 1% every day, so I'll be just fine.
2: What's funny is the fans are, you know, pretty harsh with their grades. But if I ask you guys, you're probably harder on yourselves <laughs> than they yeah. are on you. You yeah. think you can play a lot better. Tyler, how about you?
1: Yeah, no, I I feel like I haven't graded out the highest and not not what I want to be at. Um so, no, I just got to continue going, like he said, 1% every day and get better. But, uh, yeah, next six games, I'm definitely trying to bump that grade up. Definitely.
10: DJ? Uh, much like these guys, I feel like <laughs> there's always more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a, like, being an athlete, you always want to be the best. You want to, yeah. you know what I'm saying, do better. So I can definitely do better, and that's the plan moving forward for the next six weeks. So.
2: DJ Ford, Tyler Sneed, Roger Harris here in the Pirate Radio Studios. We're out of time. No time to talk about the Cowboys today. Sorry, Tyler. Hey, I got lucky. <laughs> oh, he's giving <laughs> the uh, the CD lamb. Uh, no, nah, that was a great game. Uh, my team stinks. Um, my team, I don't even want to talk Niners, about they were off, so that's uh-huh. good. They didn't lose yesterday. Last week,
11: though, I was like, man, i might pick another team.
2: And Steelers. Got a no, an ugly one, right? Yep. Ugly one, but hey, yep. win's a win. You need
11: to, go go lucky, man. Yep. You need to stop right. champing out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to stay faithful. That's uh, that's what it's all about. Well, guys, good luck to you. Have a uh, great trip out to Houston and a quick turnaround South Florida. I know you guys are ready to be back at home uh, under the lights, blackout. That's going to be a lot of fun next yes, week. Sir. So we'll talk about that one with you next Monday. Thanks for dropping by today. All right, Appreciate thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, Tyler Sneed, Roche Harris, and DJ Ford coming off the bye, getting ready for Houston. Dropping by the Pirate Radio Studios earlier today, part one of the Players' Lounge, part two, coming up next because we'll hear from Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith as those two guys came by the Pirate Radio Studios a couple hours ago. We got those conversations on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you. Hour two rolls on in the Players' Lounge.
0: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show.
8: Well, welcome back. Do you have a real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with RE-MAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have some real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock.
2: Alrighty, righty, rolling right along about halfway home here on this Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live, Monday Night Football tonight. Titans and Bills, you can hear it right here on Pirate Radio, also Game 3, of the ALCS, Fenway will be in a frenzy as the Astros and Red Sox play, and that series tied at one game apiece. So, uh, a good sports night tonight, and man, now you've got the NHL, NBA trickling in pretty soon. We'll add college basketball to that mix. So, uh, there's uh, there's a lot going on. Let me check the schedule to see what kind of midweek college football action we have, because I have not looked ahead as of yet and last week we had what a tuesday night game right let's see what we got this week
5: yeah we had app state and louisiana louisiana taking care of business
2: jeez louise wednesday night not only do we have braves dodgers and red sox astros hornets pacers hornets pacers Uh, more nhl games how about coastal carolina number 14 the nation at app state That's a great college football game. There is too much going on on Wednesday night. Awesome night to be out at A.J. McMurphy's for sports trivia. Well, I was
5: just about to say.
2: Because we'll be tuned into all of it as we play a uh, rousing game of trivia coming up Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. So there's your Wednesday night or Thursday night Tulane at SMU, FAU at Charlotte, Louisiana at Arkansas State, San Jose State at UNLV
5: did you see that they have like a celebratory slot machine
2: yeah and i chuckled when i said unlv because that is the third time at least the second time i think the third time this season and they're getting so close they lost by eight at rank at, at the time ranked fresno um or maybe the fourth time because they lost by two week one they lost by eight to fresno they lost by seven to ranked utsa and the other night, they lost to Utah State by four, uh, losing a fourth-quarter lead. I've almost sent Damon Magazu, former Pirate, mm-hmm. a congratulatory late-night Saturday text four times now and have yet to be able to do it because they're 0-6. So whenever they get that first win, I can't wait to say, great win, Mags. Way to get to 1-6. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the season's slipping away on them. But Saturday night, it was another uh, – I think it was a – it might have been a Friday night even – but either way, I was sitting there saying, all right, I'm going to send this text to Mags and say, way to go, pal. Secondary coach there at UNLV. But they just can't close it out in the fourth quarter. And uh, they they were predicted to be at the bottom of their conference, but they could legitimately have be 4-2 right now if things went a different way in the fourth quarter of those games. Anyway, let's uh, get back home to Pirate and talk to current ecu defensive players bruce bivens and xavier smith they dropped by the pirate radio studios earlier this afternoon uh let's hear from those guys right now inside the players lounge all right back inside the players lounge in a monday edition of pirate radio live clip rock here with bruce bivens and xavier smith and guys coming off a bye week good to see you back here how are we doing today We're doing Good. good doing fine let's uh let's recap the bye week it was a lot of football watching for me and uh hanging out with the family uh, how about you, Bruce? We'll start with you. Uh,
4: how did you spend your, your weekend off? Man, I just spent a lot of time, you know, resting. Um, I went to the beach, you know, tried to go do a little surf fishing. I didn't really catch nothing, but it, it just felt good to get away. But that's pretty much all I did.
2: Every uh, Wednesday on the show, it actually be Tuesday this week, but we talked to former ECU tight end Bryce Williams. We do a Pirate Radio mm-hmm. Outdoors segment and we got to get you guys to collaborate, because he does some offshore, he does some little creek stuff. I don't know what he's talking about half the time, but you would understand what he's saying. Yeah, yeah I probably would. <laughs> we got to, uh, we got to get you two together. Uh, Xavier, what'd you do during your
7: uh, your first weekend off in a while? Uh, I just stayed home, slept in as late as I want to. If I didn't want to get up, I didn't get up. <laughs> if I wanted to play the game, I played the game. If I wanted to go out i go out it just <laughs> felt good to not have any football related activities to do like yeah I love football but then again it's also good to get a, like a mental breather like a mental reset for a while and it was good for me to take care of my body you know and as that, I mean laying in bed all day like get up just chilling Like that was my whole thing just relaxing you know cause we're always on our feet so I just got off my feet for a couple days
2: well, uh, remind us where home is for you again Virginia. Oh, yeah, a Virginia guy. What uh, what video games are you playing when you get a
7: chance? Uh, Call of Duty. Okay. Like I said, the I can... first one. Best person in Greenville. So if you want to challenge me, maybe we can collab and do that.
2: Okay. The challenge has been uh, put out there by Xavier Smith. I, c- I can't do those uh the shooter game I, think, I guess I'm too old I play like FIFA and Madden and all the sports games I stink
4: of the shooters if you want Madden smoke too <laughs> okay. I'm Madden, Madden too Bruce do you play is he that good or he's just uh, talking I don't, I don't really play video games like that okay. I did when you know the pandemic first hit oh, you know, yeah. had nothing else to do but I don't really play video games like that
2: well, glad you guys uh, had an opportunity to, to rest your bodies. Uh, we came at a perfect time, right? Six games down and six to go. So yeah. uh, last week we, we asked the listeners, uh, our audience, to, to grade the team. The defense got a, uh, a good grade overall uh, from our the, the fans, the Pirate fans listening. So it'd only be fair if I ask you guys. So, Xavier, hey, you don't like to do the grade type of stuff. But <laughs> you personally, you the defense, you can take it wherever you want it. But uh, what's the grade for – for you guys through half the season so
7: far? um, I don't know if I can, like, put, like, a grade, like, a A, B, C, But I know that defensively we're doing some things really good that we didn't do last year. But then again, I also think we have some things that we really need to work on and improve if we want to be the defense we want to be. Like, that that's the only way I know how to put it. I don't know how else to, like –
4: You can always get better, right, Bruce? I mean, you guys talk about that every week. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off what Xavier just said. Like, you know, um, we can always get better. You can't really just, you know, stamp a grade on there because, you know, we still got a lot of football love, one – and, I mean, I feel like we left some things on the table that we could, you know, improve on. So, I mean, like you said, we did some good things and we did some things that we can improve on.
2: Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith here. Bruce's appearance uh, brought to you by Greenville Auto World, uh, 3840 Charles Boulevard. You can call them 3648730. They have quality used cars. They have a service center, a little bit of
4: everything. Bruce, they do great work. Tim Sutton and the guys over there. Yeah, they, they do great work. Their service is probably, you know um, – the best in Greenville Um, whatever you need like far as getting the car you know getting um, maintenance done on your car you you could go there and they'll take care of you guys uh, (laughs) bye week over
2: so now it's uh, it's time for Houston and again I've said this quite a bit like when I think Dana Hogerson in Houston I think offense their defense is like top 15 in the country now points yards how about the offensive side of houston dana Hogerson likes to to run it wide open so i got to imagine a lot of speed and uh probably some tempo coming up this week
7: um i mean they're definitely a well-rounded football team but then again i think we can beat everyone on our schedule so it all comes down to us like doing we have to do you know we watch the film and like it's now like we see that we compete with like, we can compete with some of the best teams in our league, so it's, like, a different viewpoint. Like, yeah, you watch film, you're like, yeah, like, those guys are very beatable, and I feel like that's the first time in a while, like, a lot of people on the team felt that way because, like, we're clicking on all cylinders. We still have some stuff to work on, but, like, for me personally, like, it's a change that way. Like, I honestly feel like we can beat every person on the team. Like, I always felt that way, but, like, now, like, I'm seeing, like, the progressions and like I'm seeing, like, the work put in, and it's translating, so... They're a good football team, but I also think they're a very beatable football team. If we do what we got to do.
2: Well, you feel that way because you guys have been in just about every game, and you, you uh, won on the road at Marshall and coulda, shoulda, woulda down in Orlando uh, last game. So, yeah. Bruce, uh, you guys have played pretty well on
4: the road. That's got to give you confidence no matter who you're facing, right? Yeah, I mean, we play some pretty, you know, you know prestigious um, opponents. Uh, we just got to do what we got to do to, you know, you know win or whatever. Yeah. Um, Shoot. I mean, like you said, we could we could be anybody on our schedule. It's, it's, it's just up to us. I know last week was a big week for the younger guys, uh, a scrimmage, I believe, for the younger
2: guys on the team. So, uh, well, what happened in that scrimmage? What? It was just fun to watch.
4: Man. It was just real fun to
2: watch. Who uh, and I asked the other guys about this. I'll ask you guys who who kind of stood out. That's a great showcase game for these younger players to say, "Hey, coach, <laughs> look what I'm doing out here." So, who impressed you, older uh, gentlemen, during that game? I
4: mean, it, it was quite a bit of guys that you know what I'm saying that that <laughs> that did what they were supposed to. It was just fun to watch. I couldn't. I can't really like. Oh, he did that. He did that. A lot of them did good. You know, it was pretty fun.
7: Xavier. <laughs> Well, what happened what, what? <laughs> I mean, nothing, nothing happened it was just it was just fun to watch cuz i really i really wasn't even like locked in that much to like seeing what players popped out because mm-hmm. i feel like that was the what the coaches were trying to see i was just acting like i was a coach so i was having fun <laughs> like in that aspect like with the older guys like i was just taking a step back and just like relaxing cuz i knew i was about to have a couple of days off so was, like, <laughs> like mentally i was already checked out of like being like football program so i was just having fun like acting like i was a coach but i wasn't really paying attention to like who was popping out, like, if someone got ran over, like, we'll all laugh about it. You know, someone got moss or, like, a big hit, we'll all, like, hype it up. And it was just, like, <laughs> things like that. I didn't really, like, narrow down to see, like, okay, who's better to help us? Because I feel like that's above my pay grade, and I feel like I, I was just chilling. <laughs> You're not making those decisions, yeah. so you ain't worried about it.
2: I don't it. do the coins here. <laughs> uh, and, Bruce, you played so early on in your career linebacker. We talked about, Xavier, position change and everything. But, like, Xavier, were you ever in that spot where you were – kind of saying, hey, look at me, coaches, look what I'm doing, or, you know, to to try to
7: get their attention to practice? Um, As a younger player? I feel like, no. I feel like I knew what I can do, and I just feel like my work ethic translated to that. Like, I never was like, hey, like, do this. I was always like a, I'll show you what I can do and, like, yeah. prove myself to you like that. I'm a valuable player and, like, a valuable person to this team, and, like, that's always been my mindset. Like, head down, always working, like, just show what I can do. And, like, the good things come to those who wait, and the good things come to those who work hard for it. And that's just what I live by, and I feel like it helped me out most of my career.
2: You guys always have that next man, uh, next team up mentality, uh, so one week at a time. But you got a really quick turnaround to a Thursday night game. I know Coach Houston said you've uh, looked at USF a little bit, so all the focus is on Houston right now, but what's that like playing two games in a span of, what, four or five days?
4: we better find out I ain't gonna have to do it (laughs) All we just ask you afterwards (laughs) we just gonna have to adjust accordingly man Uh, you got a good road environment followed by a
2: blackout at home so it should be you know, you guys missed out on that so much last year. Oh, the yeah. fans, I know you're
7: jacked up for these next two. Oh yeah, definitely that blackout game. Man. I'm oh, yeah. focused on Houston, but shoot, I had all black. woo <laughs> that all black.
2: <laughs> That's gonna be a lot of fun coming up next home game at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. Uh, Bruce Xavier, I will wrap it up here. What are you uh, you focusing on the next few days as you prepare for uh, Houston, Xavier? Um,
7: now that that mental break's over you know I'm right back to my normal me watching film you know breaking down seeing ways I can get better seeing their tendencies looking at the O-line now cause you know I play multiple positions so like just looking at like the tackles and like seeing their tendencies watching their first step you know shoot their hands high or low so just like Breaking down in depth like further than what the coaches are showing us to like to help better myself and then help better the team overall.
2: And Bruce, a lot of these teams you see every year, which seems like we hadn't seen Houston in a while on the schedule, right? Yeah, so. It's been
4: a minute. I had I haven't played them since my freshman year, so
2: And I don't know what
4: how far are you away from Houston where you oh, Yes. Yeah, so, no, it was my sophomore. freshman year. It was my freshman year. I mean, oh, yeah, you're right. Well, I haven't played them at home since my freshman year. Now the classifications have changed. I don't know what year nah. you guys are anymore. <laughs> year, I'm talking about at home, like their oh, home. Right yeah. his home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how, dang, I am from Houston. <laughs> how close,
2: uh, so is that, were you from yeah. Houston itself? So I'm from Houston. You got a uh, family and
4: friends going to be at this one? Yeah, I, I have a lot of family and friends going to be at this game. Awesome. So uh, extra important for, uh, for Bruce Bivens.
2: Okay, Xavier all Smith, right, Bruce Bivens here in the Pirate Radio studios. Xavier, when are you going to get your own show? Because um, you carry this thing. I feel like I, I don't even have to be here. <laughs> I mean, whenever someone gives
7: me the opportunity, okay, anyone right. wants to, I'm willing. <laughs> right.
2: Guys, I uh, appreciate you coming game. up. Okay. Good luck this week. Have a good trip there, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. The Players' Lounge with Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith. Big one for Bruce heading home to that Houston area. To take on the Cougars coming up this Saturday once again we're with you at four o'clock on the Bud Light pre or excuse me at noon on the Bud Light pregame tailgate kickoff is at four o'clock and we'll have a uh, evening edition of the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show around seven thirty or so uh, whenever that final whistle sounds we kick it off right here at Pirate Radio let's take a timeout we'll come back we'll wrap up hour two talking NFL. And get you to Hour 3, where we will hear from Holt Nailers and plan to hook up live with C.J. Johnson as well. All that still to come, plus a giveaway, more to go on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Back with you after this.
0: hour of prl is brought to you by tommy's express car wash come experience the difference at tommy's now open at the corner of greenville boulevard and red banks road doesn't your car deserve it visit tommy's express car wash today now back to the show
8: welcome back be sure to check out david price construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs run by ecu alumni david price construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance, on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services Partner. Give them a call today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock.
2: Alrighty, righty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Thanks to Tyler Sneed, Rajay Harris, DJ Ford, Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith, for joining us in the Players' Lounge as part of our Bud Light ECU report today. Uh, Holden Aylers coming up at around 5 o'clock and expecting C.J. Johnson around 5.30 to continue on with those chats. While we have a minute here uh, to wrap up Hour 2, let's recap what was a brutal Week 6 for the teams here represented by uh, us at Pirate Radio. Starting in the morning, didn't watch any of this game, between the Dolphins and the Jags. But the Jacksonville Jaguars snapped a 20-game losing streak. They still have not won in North America since week one of last year. But they beat the lowly Dolphins, who dropped a 1-5. and Tua played, and Tua played pretty well. He had over 300 yards passing, two touchdowns, did have an interception. But Trevor Lawrence had over 300 yards and a touchdown in the Jacksonville win. Another difference in this game uh james robinson for the jags had 73 rushing yards as a team miami had 77 rushing yards so the dolphins unable to run the football on sunday and both of these teams now in the state of florida are one and five a lot different than the odds on super bowl favorite the tampa bay buccaneers who are up there with the buffalo bills who are five and one on the year Shirley, anything to add
8: our defense sucks yeah we suck yeah end of story
2: okay uh moving on let's talk to uh Panthers fan Chandler the Vikings win a wild one in overtime this game lasted like four and a half hours Chandler. yeah I
5: mean people were people had left tiebreakers and the fans of the games of at the 430 slot were already in their seats and cheering for their team at 430 and I was still sitting there watching the Panthers eventually lose the, the vikings
2: i had moved on to the four o'clock games and finally realized the panthers were still playing that was before sam darnold hit robbie anderson for a touchdown and then they got the two descended into overtime that was a great play by the way it was uh problem is sam darnold yesterday 17 of 41 not good 207 yards a touchdown and an interception uh, the interception came on the first play of the game some gross numbers there uh, chuba hubbard finished with 61 rushing yards and a touchdown he had how many catches just one yesterday yeah so didn't get him involved much out of the backfield uh just uh, an ugly they scored 28 points uh seven of those came on a punt return or a kick return. It, it was a block punt return uh, for a touchdown punt. so you got uh some hidden yardage score uh that way But uh, just an ugly game yesterday. Kirk Cousins, 373 yards, three touchdowns, including the game winner to Osborne uh, to to cap it off. So the Vikings got theirs. You were like the 12th person this year to say Justin Jefferson is their only good receiver and forgot about Adam Adam Thielen, Thielen. who had 11 catches, 126 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, not much going on yesterday either. So these are a lot of – pretty big number 34 is a big number chandler What? why is everybody complaining about the offense uh, well because there's
5: absolutely no production at all you're see it right there at the top of your uh, of the stat sheet there with Sam Darnold 17 for 41 he, he you passed for 41 uh you passed 41 times in the game and only complete 17 now I'm going to go on to the receivers here. There was a lot of drop passes from the Carolina Panthers, and some, a couple were from D.J. Moore. We haven't really seen that issue from D.J. since his rookie year. He had some drop issues and also uh, fumbled a lot uh, in his rookie year. In fact, he fumbled yesterday and cost the the Panthers a turnover. So uh, not enough production, especially, look, this team has no identity without Christian McCaffrey, and it's getting sick. I'm just getting so sick and tired of it. We have to have him in the lineup, and we're not going to see him until week nine. Over the weekend, on yeah, IR. Over the weekend, we put him on IR. So, no Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers until week nine. But uh, defensively, we're kind of taking a step back. I mean, you look at Kirk Cousins, 373 yards passing, three touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, thank God he's on my fantasy team, 140, 140 yards off of 29 carries and a touchdown. And then Adam Thielen, like you just mentioned, he's uh, – racking up a lot of yards as well. So, the defense is not looking good. We didn't have C.J. Henderson yesterday. Still waiting for Stephon Gilmore, the new Panther. He will be eligible. He's off the pup list. It was announced today. He should be ready to go for the Giants game on Sunday. So, um, Panthers have to find an identity, especially on offense, without Christian McCaffrey. And uh, good to see Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson has been just – like – hasn't been anywhere for this offense all year long after signing a two-year extension. Um, but just a lot of question marks for this Panther team, especially after starting 3-0. And I told you off the air one day, I said, look, I'm happy to be 3-0. Whenever you have a chance to win, you want to win. And I said, we haven't played anybody. and We have yeah. a pretty tough stretch coming up. We're really going to be – tested and we were tested that that very you know first week after the 3-0 start with dallas and we seen that dallas is really good um and you know played a very tough vikings team that has lost a lot of close games yeah this year um but you know the offense well they're in is, of course, close
2: games every week they're used to playing these yeah. games.
5: yeah and uh they were up big i mean they were up 11 points uh in the 10th or in the 10th in the, in the fourth in, quarter, the of the in the bottom of the 10th in the bottom of the 10th in the fourth quarter and i guess they were like well we gotta have we gotta make it close we've been in a close game every single game this year so yeah. they let the panthers come back and go to overtime just a lot of question marks for this panthers team it's like we were talking about earlier this year for the for the ecu pirates you know there's a lot of ways you can point your finger and i think it's the same way for the panthers
2: they are, uh, boy, light years away from 3-0 as now they drop to 3-3. and reality, It's been the longest
5: three weeks of my life.
2: Yeah, reality really starting to set in for Carolina. Reality has set in for Washington. They stink. Uh, Washington was winning at halftime, 13-10. to But Ron Rivera, great man. Loved the guy. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a great leader. I think the, the players certainly respect him and, and will play hard for him. But um, I'm about had enough of the settling for field goals i don't know
5: where that came from
2: yet another punt inside the opponent's territory to give the ball to the chiefs for them to just go down the field and convert every third down and by the time we get the ball back heineke immediately throws an interception but by the time we get the ball back the game is over at that point anyway um it is just like caveman 1950s football it's not gonna win it's not gonna beat the chiefs i joked yesterday after either the second or third field goal attempt i said how many field goals does rivera think it'll take to win today maybe around 11 well that would have been good they would have won 33 to 31 uh they did not get an opportunity to kick that many field goals patrick mahomes was good in the second half uh he they chiefs tried to give it away in the first half mahomes had a terrible pick they were just kind of toying around not even really going to get into the Sean Taylor the the farce that was his disgrace. celebration disgrace yesterday i mean the whole thing is an absolute joke probably going to get more emails come out with Bruce Allen when he was there and you know it's just going to continue to be a black eye i don't know how many uh how many more players they can honor to try to distract people from looking at how bad Dan Snyder and the organization was and really still is so uh washington loses to the chiefs
5: is he a sweatshirt guy
2: yeah i mean i didn't even i don't i didn't even care that much about that yeah that he's wearing I mean, a, it's definitely the least uh yeah concern ah what a joke so uh i still don't know what to think about the chiefs though they are just i guess they're going to sleepwalk through the regular season and hope they get in the playoffs and try to turn it on there I don't know. I think the
5: sleep talk or sleepwalk thing is – I don't know. The first couple – because they, they they had losses to the Bills, had a loss to – I can't remember – another good team in the league. And you're like – you know, we talk about sleepwalking, but
2: they lose that the- first
5: half against the, the – the first half against Washington, I remember telling somebody at tiebreakers, I was like, all right, all right, is the Chiefs good, or like, are do they suck? Yeah,
2: they lost to the Chargers, uh, lost I, to the Ravens, I, yeah. lost to the Bills. Um, and the Chargers got blown out yesterday, right? So, like, yeah. the Raiders are not going to be a factor, I don't think. The Broncos certainly aren't. So, like, it's going to come down to the Chiefs and Chargers there in the West. And I don't know if the Chiefs plan on, like – Going five hundred, they're not gonna win the wild make a wild card, so they're gonna have to focus I, on the division.
5: And what does that make them now three and three? Yeah. I right, I can just totally see them going on a streak. I can totally just see them getting to a At comfortable... Titans
2: next week, that'll be a pretty good game, but a game they'll be favored in. Versus the Giants, they'll be favored by double digits. Packers at home is a big game. Uh, at Raiders, Cowboys at home is a big game. So they do get the Packers and Cowboys at home at least and then a ton of division games mixed in there. So, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see them reeling off. Kind of did that, what, last year or 2 years ago where they just kind of slight walk through the first few weeks. Yeah, and then turn it on. Maybe that's their Emma. Maybe that's uh We'll see what Andy Reed and Mahomes and company plan to do. All right, uh maybe more NFL in hour 3, more games to recap, but we got to go back inside the players lounge when we hear Uh, When we return here on Pirate Radio Live. Also, Shirley, uh, we got a giveaway planned for Hour 3 today as well.
8: Yes, we do. I had to grab my sheet here. We have a $140 gift card to Revive Health and Wellness to give away.
2: Revive Health and Wellness. We'll be doing that on Mondays, right? Yes. Because as Ellerby said, you go through the weekend feeling a little groggy on a Monday. Great time to win a... Gift card to revive health and wellness. Yep. So we got that coming up, hour three. All right, let's take a timeout. Come back when we return. You will hear from ECU quarterback Holden Ayers. That's on the way on Pirate Radio Live back after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
8: Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash to Day. now let's head back in to pirate radio live here's your host clip rock
2: all righty half the season in the books have to go pirates with a three and three record and here's how the schedule sets up the second half of the season the pirates on the road at a good houston team sitting at five and one right now after that they play a bad south florida team on a short week at dowdy ficklin stadium but it'll be a blackout for the 7:30 game on espn coming up october 28th uh then they have yet another very winnable home game we got over the temple bugaboo last year played them on the road they were down to like their fifth string quarterback <laughs> Or whatever barely played that game and the pirates were able to win uh pretty convinc- convincingly
5: and also had the COVID issue before the game
2: yeah they had they almost didn't play the game there was yeah. a delay <laughs> there uh in philadelphia that day so they were able to, to play it pirates were able to win it so i uh, feel pretty confident for the first time in a long time uh when temple comes to town on november 6th uh then back-to-back road games at memphis who is good but not unbeatable on the 13th of November. And then at Navy, who is not great but getting better it seems. The Pirates had a chance to beat them last year. Did not have Holt Naylor's. Mason Garcia making his first start. And the offense couldn't get much done that day. Defense played very good against Navy last year. They repeat that performance. They can win the game in Annapolis coming up on November 20th. And then the tallest mountain to climb November 26th uh, on Friday. It's either going to be on three at 3.30 on ABC or ESPN or at 7 o'clock on ESPN. It's going to be East Carolina and Cincinnati. And at that point, uh, we're projecting the Bearcats to be undefeated, top five-ish, trying to pad their resume to make it to a playoff, uh, the playoff, the college football playoff. So that's what's left to go uh for east carolina you win this game against houston this week you're feeling really good about where you are when it comes to making a bowl game you lose this game well you've got a couple of must wins with usf and temple uh the following weeks so let's hear uh from east carolina's starting quarterback holton aylers who can uh drop by the fix and see live line earlier today we met with him on the phone and talk some pirate football talk bye week and more and here's how that
12: sounded what's up cliff how you doing today
2: i'm doing good i watched uh 48 hours of football and uh six or seven hours of baseball over the weekend holton so my my normal routine how about you uh, what'd you do this bye week that maybe you're not able to do during a saturday during football season
12: sounds about right i hooked up about Ten thirty and turned on college game day and stayed there till about nine o'clock at night. So uh sounds like I did about the same thing you did.
2: Living the dream. Hopefully got a few workouts in. I was not uh I did not do that over the weekend, Holton. But uh nice I'm sure for the, the body to to get a rest this weekend. I know uh Mike Houston talks about, you know, physical health and mental health a lot. So how much uh is your body a focus, you know, as you go through the season and, and especially on a bye week?
12: You know it was huge, um it was kind of big for our bye week to fall the way it did, you know, right dead in the middle of the season, so I mean it was good for us um and, and kind of like you said mentally too, just to kind of get away and to to rest a little bit like that and not have to worry about a game plan at least for Friday and Saturday. I mean, we looked at Houston a little bit last week, but just to to be able to mentally um lay back a little bit and relax was was good for the team and good for me especially.
2: Holden Naylor's joining us. Holden, it sounded like last week was a big week for the younger guys on the roster, and uh, the the guys had a scrimmage uh, during the week last week, and and you faced some of these guys on scout team. Who who are some, uh, I don't know, maybe the stars of tomorrow are behind the scenes right now this year practicing against y'all every week? So, I don't know, any young guys uh, catch your eye uh, during the bye week practices?
12: Oh, yeah, there's a ton. I mean, offensively, you know usually who I'm – more around than defensively, so I can't really speak too much of them. Um, but offensively, any of those receivers are going to be good. I mean, the carry King carry carry had a really good spring and unfortunately messed up his wrist during camp. But um, he's going to be a really good receiver out there. Um, you know, Tyler Savage is a guy that's playing this year, but he's got a really bright future. Um, Taji's a guy that switched over from quarterback. I mean, all those receivers are going to be good, and then obviously the young running backs that we got are going to be are going to be really special. So. It's exciting to watch those guys last week and kind of see what they got and continue to move forward with them.
2: Holden Naylor's joining us. Holden, last week we put it out to the, the listeners on Facebook, on Twitter, and uh, folks that tune into Pirate Radio, the, the grades for East Carolina offense, defense, special teams through six weeks. And, you know, us talking heads, we love stuff like that. Uh, how, it's only fair to ask you, Holden, how you think you graded. You're probably harsher than the people out there on yourself, I would imagine. So how about through six weeks, holding six down, six to go. Uh, how would you grade yourself in 2021?
12: Yeah, I mean, I don't really look too much into that. Um, you know, the only grade that really matters to this team is that we're three and three right now and you know, trying to get that six win trying to get to a bowl game but i mean obviously i'm always going to want to be better um i know i can be better and i mean each week i tell you guys that you know that's that's the main focus is to be better and to get this team to win and so that's my main goal right now just to focus on that and push that i mean kind of like you said that's something more that you know the outsiders look at and analyze i guess more than the than inside they do but um you know we're three and three right now going into the last stretch of the season and if you would have told us that um, at the beginning of the year we would have probably took it say that everything's still in front of us so you know that's what we're going with and that's what we're working towards
2: yeah i mean you'd like to be six and oh four and two five and one holding you were saying bowl game six wins so let's get to a bowl game before the season started i mean back in august back in probably before that uh, all off season i would imagine so the fact that you're three and three right now it's got to be exciting for you and, and these upperclassmen these leaders that Your goal uh, to to finally get this group to a bowl game is still very realistic and attainable at this point in the season.
12: It is. I mean, that's something we talk about daily and something we've talked about daily for years now. And that's been our our main goal because that's something that, I mean, going into a lot of these bye weeks since I've been here, we haven't had that goal still in front of us, um, a realistic one at least. And to have that in front of us, um, you know, to just get three more wins to get us there is something that... I can't imagine, you know, the excitement around this town being, and especially for me and my family, and, and really the senior class um, who's been through a lot here to, to do that.
2: Holden, you got to be a a confidence booster that you've gone on the road. You had the neutral site game against Ab to start the year, but to go on the road and beat Marshall and then to go on the road and be there at the end and, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda in Orlando against UCF. But you guys have played pretty well this year uh, away from Doughty Ficklin Stadium. So, uh, you know, does that give you extra confidence heading into this uh, Houston game coming up Saturday?
12: It does for sure. I mean, I think we've we've been in environments, especially, you know, being big-time environments. Marshall was, I mean, one of the most hostile places I've played since I've been here. Um, I mean, they have a really good home crowd, especially with kind of the rivalry that we had. And then, obviously, the Charlotte game as well, and then UCF. I mean, everyone knows about the balance house and that environment. So, I mean, we've played in some big-time environments versus some good teams. And, I mean, I think we're battle-tested and ready to go down there in Houston and put up a good fight.
2: Hold Naylor's joining us. Hold, I've watched Houston play one time this year. It was week one against Texas Tech. They have not lost. Uh, since that loss and for folks that haven't seen a lot of them this year i'll include myself in that you'll probably be pretty surprised when you look at the defensive numbers they are giving up 16 points a game just over 100 rushing yards a game and only 156 passing yards a game so you think dana holgerson you think houston you think wide open offense but man these cougars are playing defense holding you you've dove into them a little bit what are they doing uh to to stymie offenses there on that side of the ball at houston
12: yeah, I mean they're big and fast and physical. I mean they're everything you kind of want in defense. And when I mean the first thing that you you turn on the tape, you see is that their speed. Um, they got really good speed. They play really well and physical together. Um, I mean, like you said, they're one of the top five defenses in the nation right now. So it'll be a good good. Um, you know, test for us, but I mean, we got the guys to go up there and make plays, and it'll be a good challenge
2: for us. Ho Naylor's joining us on the Fixed NC live line. It'll be East Carolina and Houston, and then a quick turnaround holding, and Mike Houston was asked about this last week at practice. You guys are have already at least a little bit looked ahead to South Florida just because you've got that quick turnaround, so it's going to be a pretty frantic week and a half for you guys to, to play two football games.
12: Yeah, um, it is, but you know, I mean that that bye week kind of did. We kind of did look at South Florida a little bit just to get ahead because those Thursday night games. I mean, they're quick. I mean, once you once you finish that Saturday game, I mean, you kind of like you said, you turn around. It's already the day before the game, and all the um, all the prep is already in for it. So, I mean, it's going to be a quick turnaround. But they have it too, um, so I mean, it would be a fair game.
2: Oh, and when we talked to Bruce and Xavier, DJ, those guys on the defensive side and, and even the skill guys as well, they really like the the blackout, the atmosphere, the, the night game that you'll be seeing next week and even a rowdy road environment. How about for you, the quarterback? I mean, you got to stay calm no matter what the surround, uh, you know, what's surrounding you in the environment in the stadium. But does it jack you up? Does it help you hurt you uh, when you're playing in front of a, a huge crowd like that?
12: Oh, it's hard not to get jacked up. I mean, that's what you play the game for is to play in front of crowds like that and environments like that. And Honestly, I mean, I like playing in front of environments like that, especially as a away team. It's just fun to to go down there and, you know, put up a fight. And at the end of it, I mean, if you're the, the team standing with the win, it's even better, um, you know, quiet the crowd. So, I mean, that's just kind of what you play for.
2: Holden Naylor's joining us. Holden, uh, we'll ask you. I think I already know the answer. Uh, you're going to get a little bit better every single day. What's the, uh, the goal this week in practice for you and the offense as you get ready for the Cougars?
12: That's it. <laughs> Just go up there and put our best performance we have out of the year and, and get the guys to go up there with me and be ready to win this thing and, and you know, get to our fourth win and keep stacking it up to a bowl game. So, I mean, that's the goal every single day, and that's what we're going to continue to do.
2: Looking forward to a good one on Saturday. We'll be with you at noon on Saturday, getting you ready for the 4 o'clock kickoff between the Pirates and the Cougars, Holton Aylers. Joining us, Holton, uh, have a great week of work, man, and uh, we will talk to you again next Monday. We appreciate your time.
12: You too. Thanks, Cliff.
2: All right, there is Holton Aylers joining us today inside the Players' Lounge on the Fixed NC Live line on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio. Live looking at the UB stat sheet on the year. Holton Aylers has eight touchdowns to six interceptions. He's thrown for just under 1,500 yards, 1,485 on the year. That completion percentage sitting at 60%. Uh I talked to Tyler Sneed earlier today. He's uh, two for four on the season, 102 yards. And two touchdowns. Uh, One of those incompletions fell uh, at the feet of Rajay Harris. We talked about that one earlier when those two guys were in here. Mason Garcia has thrown one pass for a touchdown. It was a 14-yarder to Ryan Jones. You would think Tyler Snead was the backup quarterback. Uh, He's thrown more passes and has more touchdowns than Mason Garcia. Uh, Garcia apparently was banged up in the UCF game. And um, they took it easy on him, at least at one practice uh, last week. But I am um, I think we'll see that package once again, the Mason Garcia package. And whether he runs or throws, that remains to be seen. But I don't know. Maybe sp- I wonder, again, I brought this up last week, but how many of these younger guys do we start to see sprinkled in? Or is it still the Harrison Mitchell show at running back? Is it still just Sneed, Audi CJ, and a little bit of josiah hatfield at receiver uh, along with the tight ends but at those skill positions it has been kind of the starters and that's about it yeah we
5: discussed that last week we're trying to talk about some of the guys that could come in savage uh burnett is hurt though he's i think he's out the rest of the year um taji hudson maybe Tazi he's coming hudson along slower
2: at receiver still kind of picking up that position i'm still looking for pot mckay i know at running back yeah and again like if if mitchell and harris at that point it just comes down to like do you want to get your freshmen some looks because if harris and mitchell are healthy and fresh and these coaches have done a fantastic job of keeping them fresh because they have split it pretty much down the middle with their carries and touches but if they're healthy and fresh why not just keep riding with them other than to see the freshmen uh, out there on the field i, I, I don't know i it's a, it's a tricky spot if you're, you know, Chris Foster, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Mike Houston to look if, if your top guys are ready to go, why take them off the field? Absolutely. So it's a, a tricky situation to be in, but maybe we will see more of Pop. Uh, I say more of, maybe we'll see him, period. Because yeah, we haven't I'll, seen, him, haven't at seen all. him at all. And um, I think uh, either Snead or Harris or both mentioned his name today uh, as far as looking good, standing out during the. Uh, the youngsters week last week where they had a scrimmage and kind of put their talents on display in front of the coaches. All right, let's take a time out. Here's what we shall do. We'll come back. We're going to talk to CJ Johnson around five 30 uh on the fixed nc live line so we'll have a chat with cj back inside the players lounge we'll talk more nfl uh if you want to chime in you can do so 317 1250 let's take a break charlie we'll come back at the end of next segment we'll make somebody a winner got a big giveaway here on a monday we'll take a timeout. come back and have more for you after this
0: listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show
8: welcome back uh, university pc care has been pirate nation's go-to it expert since 2006 University PC Care is the lo- local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let them take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock.
2: All righty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Still one more chat inside the Players Lounge to get to today. We'll call uh, CJ Johnson here in a few minutes, surely. Uh, but before we do that, uh, there is a... AP, preseason top 25 men's basketball pullout that I saw today. Uh, The Pirates not in the top 25 this year. What? Yeah. That little... It's a uh, travesty. Bit of a snub.
5: Well, Uh, they didn't talk to Saz Seymour.
2: uh, (laughs) He had no input. Uh, The number one team was the number one team most of last year and almost got it done in the end. Gonzaga. The Zags are number one uh who won the championship last year chandler
5: oh my god why can't i not remember this oh
2: this is good
5: oh was it baylor
2: yeah and i'm looking for them they are eighth preseason uh top 10 looks like this zags ucla that was the great final four game right uh gonzaga and ucla played ucla each other.
5: was a play-in game
2: oh and, and made a run and made a run yeah uh they are number two uh kansas three nova four Texas, Michigan, Purdue, Baylor, Duke, and Kentucky round out the top ten. Memphis. So Houston is the pick to win the American. But we tend to see these new faces, the this high ranking, uh, highly rated recruiting class of Memphis. It's nice, a shiny new toy, all that. So Memphis is ranked twelfth in the country again. Still yet to go to a tournament under Penny Hardaway, but did win the nit last year they are picked 12th houston is picked 15th so two american teams there in the top 15 north carolina is 19 coming in at tw- uh, Jaden gardner in virginia 25th mm, coming in at 23rd now usually if i pick a rando team i'll just ride with them one year and find another oh
5: wait can i guess who this is
2: but i might have to keep my love affair with this team going Is for another year st bonaventure number 23 wow Preseason,
5: congratulations
2: so i think i'm gonna uh i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna follow another year of bonnie ball
5: was it xavier that you followed a couple years ago i went xavier
2: too? one year and they ended up being a number one seed in the tournament having like their best year ever and i think they lost to florida state like in the round of 32 or sweet 16 or something but uh Bonnie's got a terrible draw with LSU. They were underseeded, got screwed. I think so we took them anyway. Maybe a preseason top 25 uh will help them from getting screwed in the uh, tournament this year. So uh the Bonnies, good to see them represented at number 23. Let's see any teams from the American receiving votes that would be a no. So that is the uh, top 25 poll that came out, the AP top 25 poll earlier today. Shirley, see if uh, CJ's ready to go, and we can talk to him for a few minutes here. Great sports night tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard because we got game three of the ALCS. It'll be the Astros on the road at Fenway to face the Red Sox, who have been pounding. The Red Sox, uh, with grand slams in the first and second inning, had a lead in game one before i believe a carlos correa home run changed all that late in that game but uh it is one-to-one the series tied and a uh, good monday night football matchup the titans uh you know if they win this game they could be looked at as potentially for real in the afc they're three and two uh but they've got the four and one bills who have not only won four in a row they have blown teams out Uh, so that'll be the matchup tonight on uh, monday night football you can hear it right here on pirate radio six o'clock on pirate radio tonight you can hear the brian bailey show with head coach mike houston as they talked about the first half of the season looked ahead to the second half and we'll do that right now as we continue on in the players lounge with east carolina wide receiver cj johnson who joins us on the fixed nc live line cj good to talk with you how you doing today man
9: hey i'm doing good how are you
2: hey doing great uh coming off a of bye week so uh hopefully you're refreshed recharged cj how did you uh you spend your bye week what'd you do this weekend
9: oh man i didn't i didn't do much i just chill with the family and um had good dinners really
2: <laughs> you know it's funny that's exactly what uh dj ford and tyler sneed said earlier they they ate good over the bye week some fried chicken in there it's some better. some of grandma's cooking so what'd you eat on uh, that was good cj
9: I um I had I had barbecue ribs I, you know the grandma's the grandma's finest
2: <laughs> Now can you always do that or is that kind of just a bi week thing can you eat like that every weekend um, Oh no! I wish I could
9: eat like
2: that. Are we going out there at two thirty? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I might slow you down a little bit. Uh, CJ Johnson joining us. CJ, last week we uh, we gave out some grades. We asked the listeners and, and viewers to hand out grades to the offense, defense, special teams. So uh, it's only fair to ask you what how you think you've uh, graded out this year. 16 catches 217 yards, one touchdown. Obviously, you want those numbers to be a lot better, CJ, but overall, how do you think you and the offense has performed and and then the second half of the year, what do you want to see from this offense?
9: I feel like I feel like there's been there's been sparks from the offense, most definitely just just showing what we could actually what we can actually do. But I feel like we can we can most definitely be better too, like third down conversions and in the red zone.
2: No doubt, third down has been an issue uh, for this team. Now, you, you kind of masked that uh, a couple weeks ago against Tulane because you were so good on fourth down. Uh, but third downs have been an issue. And, C.J., this defense uh, that Houston has, uh, surprisingly good this year, giving up 16 points a game. They've been really stingy. Uh, I know you've looked ahead uh, at them a little bit. So what have you seen on film from uh, Houston? What do they do well?
9: Oh, um, like they said, they said that they're the, – what, what did they say? Number five? Yeah, defense in
2: the
10: nation.
9: Yeah, yeah, they're number five defense in the nation. So how we how we approach it, is like any other game, like you, the preparation and that you put in throughout the week determines how you're going to play on Saturday.
2: And CJ, uh, hopefully a good two weeks of practice as both you and uh, Houston having a bye week going into this game coming up. Uh, on the road Saturday at 4 o'clock. CJ, it sounds like last week was a very important week for the younger guys on the team. I understand they had a scrimmage, so an opportunity for them to be highlighted. Any uh, Anybody stand out on the offense or defense? Uh, maybe a pirate of the future that we don't know yet. Anybody uh, perform well at practice last week?
9: Oh, man, most definitely. defense. The defense will never admit this, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure offense won that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um now a lot of a lot of boys stuck out like uh Ryan Selby, or Stubblefield. He, um, the backup quarterback, he uh threw for I think he threw two touchdowns uh in the scrimmage. And yeah, so we got a we got a lot of like unknown talent on the team.
2: Yeah, and uh looking forward to seeing those uh, for the years to come. CJ Johnson joining us on the Fixed NC Live on something you said earlier, CJ, the offense We've seen the sparks. The The frustrating part is we know you guys can do it. Uh, it's just been a little inconsistent. So once it clicks, it's going to get rolling. We've seen that in a few games. What uh, What's the focus this week at, at practice and heading into Houston to make sure you guys are able to put up some numbers on Saturday?
9: This week in practice, we're focusing on, a lot on just effort and execution. Because if you if you look back at our film and stuff, it's, it's small details that we missed that, take away from that big play um we got we've had a lot of big plays this season as well so
2: e and e the two e's effort execution simple enough cj get those done and uh you can come out with a victory at houston on saturday appreciate a few minutes of your time today cj we'll let you get back to work and uh, we'll talk to you next week man all right. Thank you. Have Th- a good day. You too. Thank you, CJ. There's CJ Johnson joining us on the fixed NC live line as part of the players lounge guys ready to get back to work. heard Xavier, uh, Xavier Smith say that uh, during the uh, scrimmage and everything, he was already kind of, he was like a coach, kind of a spectator at that point, kind of checked out and, uh, and ready to go home and uh, enjoy some family time. He is locked back in, as is this team right now, as it is game week. Just a few days left to go before the Pirates take on Houston. Huge game on the road for East Carolina. You win this one, you can reel off a couple more and get to that six-win mark. So this is an important game coming up on saturday all right shirley Rhodes. uh let's open up the booty bag we got a uh special giveaway today
0: booty booty booty
8: booty booty everywhere booty, booty 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 booty
2: everywhere all right tell the fine folks shirley uh what we are giving away today
8: all right so what we're giving away is a hundred and forty dollar gift card to revive health and wellness if you um have ever felt tired if you felt sluggish yeah check, down in the dumps check. Maybe hung over from a wild weekend. Wild
5: weekend of partying has happened yeah. before.
8: Well, Revive Health and Wellness in Greenville, they offer IV hydration that can help you with lack of energy, improve your mood, assist with immunity, which is uh, good for you heading into a fall season. You know, it is getting closer and closer to flu and cold season.
2: I felt with the kind of weather change over the weekend, I had some stuff going on with the the eyes, the runny nose, all that stuff.
8: And they can fix a hangover. So uh, if you have any of those and you want to see what it's all about, you can check them out at Revive Health and Wellness. Right now, caller number eight gets the $140 gift card to revive health and wellness.
2: 317 1250 caller eight is a winner. We are back on Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this. Pirate Nation.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
8: Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center of Greenville's new extended care clinic is now open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. So you can avoid the emergency department for any urgent or Orthopedics care. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit OrthoEast.com. Orthopedics East is providing services to Eastern North Carolina and the Pirate Nation for more than 35 years. And congratulations to Victor Long of Greenville picked up a $140 gift card to revive health and wellness. Are you tired, sluggish, or down in the dumps? Then maybe you need to hydrate. Revive Health and Wellness in Greenville offers IV hydration that can help you with lack of energy, improve your mood, assist with immunity, and even fix a hangover. The team at Revive and Health Wellness are licensed and registered nurses that will assist you in preparing for your IV session. Revive Health and Wellness located at 2710 East 10th Street in Greenville or online at Revive Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip all
2: Alrighty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Um, assuming you have to like make appointments with them do they have like a drive through where you could stick your arm out get hooked up and then feel good the rest of the day
8: uh, i mean i i don't know <laughs> i would assume the answer would be no <laughs> that's
2: a hell of a deal no drive through
8: although that's a pretty good idea yeah if you can get it to work
2: clips drive through iv new business coming yeah and uh we are not certified it's all under the table
8: we just you know
2: that's recipe for disaster don't tell anyone (laughs) (laughs) word of mouth but only tell people you you trust on the low, yeah
5: secrets out all right
2: awesome prize today congratulations to victor long uh have a
5: chance next monday too
2: next monday we'll uh
8: the next four mondays we'll run it back
2: so yep. uh, that's exciting excitement time all right uh pirates in houston coming up this weekend how did i did i ask you guys what you did during your
8: uh bye week no you didn't what'd you do i'm trying to remember what i did on my bye week well friday night i was at tiebreakers i hung out there for a little bit a little bit and then saturday i did some work around the house just caught up in like things like laundry and cleaning the house because when you have dogs like i do that shed pretty much all the time you have to there's a lot of dog hair you got to get up uh yesterday played a little softball softball shirley softball shirley softball shirley Getting ready to gear up for fall season so we had a little practice was
2: yesterday the nicest day of the year
8: to uh, definitely for playing softball it was awesome gorge gorge i went to tiebreakers for a little bit watched a little football a little bit ran into Chan man over here while i was there and uh and then i just hung out at the house the rest of the day Um, that was my weekend i'm boring
2: either i was staying away from shirley or shirley was staying away from me because i went to tiebreakers saturday (laughs) (laughs) hung out with molly so so how was that mully was in a great mood because he had just golfed really good and uh some guy was talking junk to him on the course so it fired up mully so he was in a great mood on saturday oh
8: so he waxed him for running his mouth oh yeah maybe
2: we'll get the story this week on pirate radio live
8: i ran into mully friday night he was at tiebreakers and i actually ran into him. i heard there was a
2: big crowd on friday night
8: yeah that was a big crowd yeah friday night
2: um so yeah i watched some college football there before the brains on uh saturday chandler what'd you do
5: uh saturday i went and saw grandma at 12 o'clock she had some chicken salad ready for me uh it was delicious i ended up staying there till like four o'clock i was watching those first games she was very confused on why i kept changing the channel (laughs) because she would go well, I thought you were watching such and such. I'm like, well, I, you know, this, it went to commercial. Times like, have changed, Grandma. I got to keep up with nine games. I, and I would go to Cincinnati and and UCF. And she's like, well, good gosh, that Cincinnati team must be
8: good. That fantasy draft I'm play, you know, that fantasy league I'm playing in. I got to make sure all my players are doing good.
2: uh, checking them stats go ahead and continue i saw my grandma over the weekend too i gotta update a conversation (laughs) but go ahead but i mean she was just very confused
5: on why i kept changing the channel i had like four or five different channels to change it to so she was getting all confused but enjoy my time with her i don't get to see her that much during football season so um then let's see Watch the state game later that night. Watch the other games going on. Watch, Good win watch by the-
2: state. I said I don't think this was the time for them to lose. It's going to happen later on in the season. They weren't ready to lose at BC. They dominated that game. They didn't
5: dominated thirty-three to seven, thanks to a lot of uh, mistakes by BC. I actually had Boston College because I thought on the opposite of the end of the, of the spectrum from you. I thought this was the time for state to kind of fumble and, and get a loss. So on the road at Boston College, they were four and one. They've been doing pretty good this year, so I had State losing that game, but uh, uh, watched some of the Braves game, and I didn't even watch the end of it, but I did see that they won, um, and then on Sunday I got up and came back here to Greenville, and I went to tiebreakers, and, and and I enjoyed going there and watching football, it's a great atmosphere, but uh, it's always tough when you sit there for four and a half hours, almost five hours, to, just to watch your team losing overtime, but that was my weekend.
2: All right, uh, sounds like a good one, Chandler. I saw my grandma yesterday, went by there for a few minutes, and uh, asked her if she watched the Braves the night before because she stayed with her uh, her sister on Saturday night. She said yes, she watched it, and I showed her a highlight of um, the crowd. There's, like, a great crowd camera during the walk-off hit yeah. from Saturday, and I was like, and, and Riley hit it, and Ozzy came around, and she said, Yeah, that little guy. He was smiling. He was smiling big, that little guy. Yeah. So I don't know if she knows she knows Freddie Freeman. But like we got to talking about because I guess my dad had told her I was talking about her on the radio. She said, I heard you were talking about me on the radio. And I said, Yeah, about how we were Braves fans and all that. And then she started talking about like Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin. Like she still remembers all those guys. I don't know if she knows the uh the current Braves names, but she likes the little guy, Ozzy Albie's.
5: Now is Chipper Jones? <laughs> is he playing third? Chipper's
2: gone. Uh, Terry Pendleton. <laughs> we used to love some Terry Pendleton. He might have been my first favorite player uh, with the Braves because he was an MVP in the early '90s.
5: So, how old's your grandma?
2: I don't know. She's an old lady. Her birthday's July fourth. Wow. I always ask her her age, and I and I don't remember after the fact once you hit a certain age you're just kind of like she's above 80 you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so like just kind of stop counting right
8: <sighs> i can't say much my mom is 80 she pulled for the red Sox too <laughs> nope
3: she's a braves fan, <laughs> actually manny ramirez she
8: likes the steelers right she loves the steelers and she is a big Mike, where's terry Um, bradshaw (laughs) no my mom knows who the quarterback is Um, yeah i would hope
2: so big ben's been there for 84 years now i know i know he came in right after bradshaw
8: yeah no she's a big steelers fan and she loves the braves she's always been a braves fan by the way never uh, pulled for any other baseball team
2: turned out to be a a good game last night i watched the end of it but that was a uh, a boring football game i'm glad there was something else for me to watch on because gino and the seahawks versus old ben and the steelers was not cutting the mustard
8: no it I, I just i was not thrilled to watch it at all i was like i really want to watch this braves game i mean to me it postseason baseball is fun to watch for me anyway I, and it, you know it is so stressful Every it, well yeah what are you? What and do you, it's stressful for uh, for you, I'm sure, because Freddie Freeman. Th- that's what's been so impressive about the Braves is Freddie Freeman has been struggling at the plate. And he struck out seven times seven in a seven times
2: in a row, then flew out his last at bat.
8: Yeah, but they're still getting it done. They're up to nothing. Yeah, I was what I was doing. I was doing the chop,
5: but then I then I thought about what if Mike Houston was a Braves fan? Would he do it from the side? cuz he does he he
8: does he has that little oh. hand motion.
2: Oh oh oh. Oh oh. oh oh Uh-oh, physical. Oh oh oh. Uh I don't know, Gemma. That's
8: the right stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh oh oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Name that tune. Is it right Mike stuff. Houston the doing the chop or the <laughs> right stuff?
8: My new is on the block
2: <laughs> featuring uh Jordan Knight and the crew from the uh new kids on the block
8: okay okay pop quiz name the five members of new kids on the block
2: well of course you got joey you got jordan you got Wahlberg, whose name was donnie you got danny and then you've got the skinny tall skinny guy who doesn't matter because he sucks
8: wow really
2: <laughs> i don't know um jo- joe
8: no you already said joe
2: i know i said joey i don't know if there was a joe uh-uh. all right what's that guy? i can see him in my head he's it's tall jonathan knight okay well just jonathan knight aka there. jordan's I it was brother john not yeah
8: john Nathan. okay
2: <laughs> that wasn't bad no, no it was, was not you
8: named four out of the five i was impressed
2: oh just ask uh chad who tunes in um we were uh, we were New Kids super fans back in the day. Not as big as you. I've never touched them like you have. I have touched three out of the five New stalkers. Kids. Freak. You freak. creepy stalker freak.
8: And and I have acquired my ticket for mixtape tour. 2022 featuring new kids on the block and salt a, and pepper oh in vogue oh to in a, raleigh july 22nd to a them again 2022 i plan on getting the remaining two members of new kids to touch me come here let me yes. touch you
2: wait they're touching so you're, you this touching time? me
8: touching them i don't care <laughs> touching, <laughs> touching me touching, touching me. you surely got arrested <laughs>
2: Ba, ba, ba. she accosted jordan there will Knight. be a costing
8: at uh because we got these if my if Sharonda got the right tickets Sharonda that Buck. Uh, if, she, if Sharonda got the right stuff, then our tickets will be in the same place we were last time around, which is where the secondary stage is, where they would walk literally right by us. New
2: kid said... Uh, so
8: the chance of accosting is very high. New
2: kid said due to the pandemic, everything going around, we are no longer allowing our fans to touch us. But really, they're calling it the Shirley rule <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> Hey guys, remember to announce the Shirley rule. She's here tonight.
8: No, because I've got three out of the five. I just gotta get Danny and Jordan, and it is complete.
2: Can you wear rubber gloves? Yes. Okay.
8: I plan on wearing well, I don't I don't know if I'll wear rubber no, I ain't gonna wear gloves. <laughs> I'm fully vaccinated, I'm fine.
2: By the way, like ten or eleven year old Clip Rock, uh that giving him something he can feel in vogue video. Oh yeah. I was into that.
8: Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: in vogue. Give it oh, it, man. It. free your mind free your mind they were really good
8: free i can't that's the one that's the one song that i cannot wait to see live is free your mind
2: that's gonna be fun
8: because i think that's just gonna rock and salt and pepper were awesome the last time i saw them they were great
2: Dude, dude. dude. chandler has no clue who these people are yeah
5: i know new kids on the block
2: you've heard of salt and pepper
5: salt and pepper of course
2: but not in In, vogue probably no not in vogue they were they were good they
8: were a great 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 group
2: Redbeard asked does the washington football team have emails about shirley and new kids on the block (laughs) (laughs) what's in those emails maybe photos of where you touch them oh my god i
8: touched their hands (laughs) i touched their hands
2: they have uh, copies of the restraining order. New kids <laughs> Shirley didn't say this, but what? she has to wear a disguise when she goes. To no, no, shows. no, no, no.
8: And just so you know, out of the group of the six that are going um, this time around, we had five last year. This year, uh, not last year, but the last time we went, we've got six this year. I'm not the worst of the bunch. My friend Kristen is worse than me.
2: You old girls on the block need to
8: relax. Hey,
2: hey, oh. hey. Oh. Hey.
8: Watch yourself now. Watch
2: yourself. Uh, that's
8: going to be fun. When did you say that was? July 22nd, 2022. Where did you say that was? Raleigh. All right. PNC. In the PNC arena.
2: They're still getting it done after all these years. Uh, like every, and then of course, they're not old or anything, but like all the living, all the members of all those groups living they're all with us yes and still in the group right
8: yes they are all still in the group and i mean think about it though joe is the youngest of the group joe is three years older than me Hmm. i just turned 46 so he's 49 well will be 49 in december because his birthday is in december but so you think about it all of the rest of the new kids are over 50 years old and they can still kill it on the dance floor.
5: Not so new anymore.
8: No, they're not so new not anymore. Not so much wee- kids anymore. Shirley doesn't care.
2: All right. Shirley's fired up about that. Uh, speaking of things Shirley likes, Troy D. will be back either tomorrow or Wednesday on the show. <laughs> Do, Do we have to? Does he bring you anything from his trip to Chicago for your birthday? Yes or no?
8: No. No. I'm willing to billet. Uh... Hey, that's oh, us. sorry. Sorry. I hear an echo. Sorry. Let me turn. Turn that it down. off. Turn oh. it off. I got notification. Turn your radio down. <laughs> I just got a notification, and I didn't realize it was that's where it was taking me. I apologize.
2: So, sh- Troy does not bring you a gift. That's what we I are. Say no. Okay. What I do say,
8: you say? I say he has completely forgotten about it. And now at
2: this point, maybe there was a lot of Twitter traction going on late last week to remind him. Yeah, but, but he's, he's probably not. Forgotten he's by he's now. completely
5: ask forgotten. His birthday is this week. Now when is your birthday? Don't you again? have
8: a birthday coming up? Well, he tweeted out that it was my birthday month, and I'm like, no, 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 that doesn't count.
5: Oh, so you're not one of those that celebrates all month long.
8: No, I celebrate birthday week. Ah, uh, okay. And that's it.
2: She gets seven days. Uh Troy is still thinking about getting you a present.
8: Now when It's Troy, your birthday not, year. But yeah. No, that's Troy. When when it's his birthday, it's like birthday couple months.
2: Do you remember when Troy's birthday is? No, I don't uh we should all get ourselves something really cool for his birthday
8: i agree i'm
5: going to get a bears jersey
2: and let's wrap it and bring it in and, and open then open it, it on, in the front air? Of them on the yes. air on the air
8: i'm down with that <laughs> i am so down with that all right
2: that's our plan um we have to execute it first thing to do find out when his birthday is i want to say <laughs> I'll, it's I'll find like, out
8: it's it's earlier in the year yeah yeah i want to say it's I like springtime somewhere his
5: birthday let's see
8: i can yes, never rem- definitely earlier See, I can remember the the Dreyfus twins' birthday because they have the same birthday as my godson.
2: What does Troy get himself for their birthday? Two things?
8: Yes, he gets himself (laughs) two things. And then I know uh, Jonathan's kids, I know their birthdays because they're in the month of October.
2: All right. Well, we need to find out Troy's birthday so we can get ourselves something cool
8: i'll find out from jonathan He'll all right
2: me. let's take our final break we'll come back if you're listening to our live edition mike houston is on the brian bailey show that's coming up at six o'clock monday night football tonight we will come back wrap up a monday edition of pirate radio live back with you after this
12: This is Holt Naylor's. Join me and the other Pirate Radio athletes exclusively each Monday on PRL.
0: Listening to Hour Three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
8: Welcome back. Uh the stock market report for today. The Dow dropped 36 points and closed at 35,258. However, the Nasdaq was up 124 points. At 15021 the S&P was also up 15 at 4486 That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Wrapping it
2: up on a Monday. Got a big Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live for you as we'll talk to the head basketball coach of the ECU Pirates, Joe Dooley. Get you read, ready for the upcoming basketball season. And uh, ask Coach Dooley about the returners and all the new faces that will be taking the court in Men this upcoming season. Also, Steve and I go hoist the colors. And Bryce Williams is busy on Wednesday, so he's dropping by on a Tuesday. We'll have a uh, Tuesday edition of Bryce Williams, Pirate Radio Outdoors, talk football, and a whole lot more with Bryce. All that, Jeffany do, and a lot more on the way on Tuesday's edition of of prl we will see you then thanks for tuning in today folks have a great rest of your evening we'll see you tuesday at three so long
6: everybody